Scream too, y'all. What? Oh, my cat. If we made it, we'll be there by now. Movies and such and things. With Gramson Tucker. Welcome to the If We Made It podcast with Gramson Tucker. This week we're going to be talking Wes Craven's Scream 2 sequel to his beloved classic, Scream. We're going to do our top five part twos. Mom's going to tell us what she thinks of Scream 2. And we're going to do all the other crap we do too. Right here on the If We Made It podcast. Here is the trailer for Scream 2. college students were murdered last night during a sneak preview of the new movie Stab. Starting again, Randy. This has nothing to do with us. Randy, a guy in a ghost mask hacked up two people in the movie theater telling our life story. Hi, Gail Weathers, author of The Woodsboro Murders. Do you think the killer will strike again? We have no evidence that this is a serial killer. It's a classic case of life imitating art, imitating life. Are you suggesting that someone's trying to make a real-life sequel? Do you think someone's trying to duplicate Woodsboro? It looks like it. I think you have a copycat on your hands, Chief. Hello? Hello, Sydney. Remember me? What do you want? I want you. It's showtime. are everywhere. There is some freaked out psycho trying to follow in Billy Loomis's footsteps. You probably already know. The way I see it, someone's out to make a scene. So it's our job to observe the rules of the scene. Number one, the body count is always bigger. Number two, death scenes are always much more elaborate. You just want to sit here and wait and see who drops next? I'm not interrupting anything, am I? Welcome to the If We Made It podcast with Gramps and Tucker. I'm Tucker. I'm Gramps. Hi, Gramps. Hi, Tucker. So, how's it going? Grampy. Nice. No, it's going fine. How are you? I'm good, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. I had an interesting... uh, I have some interesting scream things to talk about, though. Okay. Um, I have this weird thing I do where if I fall asleep at a normal time, I was telling you about this earlier uh yesterday i was telling you about this uh, if i fall asleep at a normal time for human beings to go to sleep i wake up about three in the morning and then i can't get back to sleep till about two right i was laying in my bed the other night and on my i was just i was like well i'll just watch some youtube on my phone okay and this true crime thing came up called the scream murders hmm. <sighs> scream murder but i started watching it and it's mostly the interrogation and kind of analysis of this interrogation of these two teenagers that murdered one of their friends and they were big horror movie people and they were going to make a horror movie and all this. And they had, um, they had, uh, made videos detailing their plans, basically talking about what they were going to do on the day, even afterwards. They're in their car on the video talking about what has happened. 
And then they took the video and the masks they wore and the knives and everything and they went and buried them somewhere. And then, you know, eventually the kid led them there and ratted on his friend and everything. But uh, they said things like, um, it would be just like scream, but like real life. And we're oh, gonna, man. this is just the start. They're going to kill everybody. Uh, all their, all of her friends and everything else. And this was a friend of theirs, but they had like, one of them had a bad crush on her. I think they both did. And she was with this other guy that was there with her. She was house sitting. So they went over and hung out with them and like watched a movie. Then they left and then parked down the street, returned. They had, they had left a basement door open so they could return. They came back and they fucked with them and scared them and uh, her after the guy had left. Yeah. Fucked with her, scared her to death. I'm sure. And then murdered her. And it was horrific. Huh. And then I'm watching this because, you know, we live here in uh, Boise, Idaho. And um, halfway through this video, I realized it had all taken place in Pocatello. And I was like, oh, God. It made it even worse somehow because it was so close. And I was just yeah. like, anyway, it was very disturbing. But I was like, oh, I should bring that up on the podcast. Since when did that happen? Later. Uh, like 2008 or something? Six, seven, eight, two thousand. 2000. Okay. In, the, in the aughts. Sometime. So a little over a decade from the first film. Yeah. And both of them have, you know, life sentences plus. I would hope so. Um, yeah. It's pretty fucked up. Yeah. Oh, did you hear me take a drink? Yeah, I cool. did. <laughs> um, anyway. Jeez, on that note. Uh, so that's a bummer, right? Yeah, let's talk about. <laughs> this poor, poor girl was murdered. That's a total bummer. Yeah, it's awful. Now we have to talk about murders. For fun. Murders for fun. Well, murders in the movies yeah. are fun, aren't no. they? I guess. Well, We keep watching yeah, them. It's true. There's something about them. I mean, I kept watching that interrogation video. Well, yes. In the middle of the night. We're all... Laying there going, ugh. We're all <laughs> interested in murder stories. Everybody is. Yeah. Just because it's, it's hard to wrap so your all, mind. We're all scared of being murdered. Yeah, and it's hard to wrap your mind around something like that actually happening. So yeah. it's so... How so does someone crazy. do something like that? I don't know. You know, like Crispin says in River's Edge. Oh, yeah. God, he says a lot of good things in that movie. But I think he's talking about, like, uh, the the friend that turned them in. Yeah. <laughs> he's not talking about the murder. He's not real upset about the murder. <laughs> no. He's more upset about people turning on John. Yeah. Jamie's dead. John's still alive. Yeah. He wants to help his friend. That's a good movie that we didn't do on this podcast because we lost the recording. Remember that? We oh. recorded the whole episode and then it was gone. That's forever. the one we lost? Yeah. What a bummer because we love it so much. But since it's been five years since we've done this, we might as well watch it and do it for this podcast we at could. some point. Yeah. Why not? It's I mean, correct. Yeah. Correct our, the facts, the, <laughs> the past, you know? Our memories are so fragile in our old age that... Mm. We, we would, could really redo any of them. Yeah, I wouldn't even know if we'd done it or not. Yeah. I mean, if I went back and listened to what we thought of something back then, I'd probably be like, huh. We both liked it. Now we both hate it. That's weird. Huh. We must have forgotten what was so good about it. <laughs> anyway, today we're, uh, we're talking about Scream 2. We talked about Scream 1 last week. Yep. And that was fun. It was fun. We liked it. Yeah. We liked it quite a bit. We Scream did. Scream 2. 
I remember when this came out because, again, like last week we talked about working at The Real. I worked yeah. at The Real when they had Scream. So I was still working there when Scream 2 came out, and we went to uh, 8th Street Marketplace, theater that's no longer in Boise. And oh, we that, saw it. That's like when we could like – Go for free. Yeah, employees yeah. would just – Call, call the other Yeah, the theater. manager would say, hey, I got a couple employees from the real theater coming down. Yeah. And they would do the same thing. It was great. Yeah, it You'd was. You'd go to any movie all over town. I know. It so was, good. It, it was magical times back yeah. then. It was 97. Really, it was Came the out only in 97. Perk, you know? <laughs> it really was. But for me, at 18, 19, it was the best perk you could have. That, that's all I wanted to do. Did you get free soda and popcorn? I don't think so. Can't even get free soda. But I think yeah, I remember soda would cost two cents. But at your theater, you you take your own cup and just yeah yeah they charge by the cup like that was yeah the thing. yeah so if you just had your own cup your own cup at your yeah just yeah. bring in a cup and a football helmet or something for popcorn <laughs> yeah <laughs> whatever you want well the best is when we would do like the midnight screening so yeah. by ourselves we do whatever you wanted. <laughs> Did we ever? Boy, oh boy. Twist it. Bop it. Pull it. You know? <laughs> Apparently that's a game Jeff was playing earlier. Yeah. It sounds like Bop a masturbation aid to it's me. It's really addicting. It's a kid's little electronic game, but it's yeah. addicting for everybody. You hold it in your hand, and mm-hmm. then you bop and it, you twist bop. it, and pull it. I Naturally, mean, Jeff's really good at who it. Who doesn't love that? <laughs> I mean, I, I do it without the device. Every day. Yeah. So Every day. You should be real good at it. I am. I'm an expert. Mm-hmm. So this movie starts with the premiere of the movie Stab. Yeah. Which is the movie within the movie, which is based on the events of the first movie. Yep. With Heather Graham playing the uh, Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore part. Yeah. Yeah. And we're following um, Omar Epps and Jada Pinkett Smith into the theater. Yeah. And that's where we will begin... Our tail. <laughs> yeah. But I remember I, seeing this at the at 8th Street. You went. We went I together, think so. I think. Probably. It was opening night, I'm sure, if we could get in. Yeah. That was the only thing about getting the free tickets is it, if if it, it was a new movie out, and yeah. sold out, they wouldn't lay in. But uh, we went pretty early, and we were stoked to see it. And mm-hmm. I remember being somewhat disappointed at the time. Yes. Yeah, it wasn't. I th- and it, it suffers just from being a sequel. Like, almost mm-hmm. all sequels kind of suffer from that. You sort of have your idea of what you think it's going to be or want it to be. And then if it's not, it just never quite lives up to what you want it to be. Right. But. Um, Especially when you have something that's so kind of monumental in a way yeah that was such a made such a splash and then you try to follow it up with something that just seemed kind of eh, okay yeah there are but but watching it again there there are definitely things i like about it i actually enjoyed it yeah much better this time you know and you do, get away from those expectations and mm-hmm. you're able to enjoy the little things even if you don't yeah like and especially thinking overall. that remembering that like i didn't really like it that much so i was expecting it to be like a real slog, kind of just like, eh. right. and I was like, "Oh, this is." I was, I was entertained. Yeah, it's really entertaining. I really liked the stab part. I thought that was that's fun. Yeah, you know the kind of opening and and the yeah and how they're recreating the first scream mm-hmm. as everybody's going crazy, and and it, so in the theater, the 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 promotion is <laughs> let's give everybody. 
It was some promotion that that yeah. everybody receives a scream costume. Yeah, they get the ghost, ghost face, face mask and so, hood, and then a, so a glow in the dark knife. Yeah, so everybody's running around looking like Ghostface. It's craziness in there. Yeah, have you ever been to a movie where people are this crazy? No, never. No, never. Not even at like uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, like people are throwing stuff around, but not anything like that. Yeah, no, it's bananas. Yeah, it's super weird. Yeah. But, you know, you, you go along. Yeah. So, so yeah. Oh, Jada Pickett Smith doesn't like, she doesn't like horror movies. Yeah. She does. She's not into this whole vibe, but Omar Epps talks her into going. And uh, she goes out and gets some popcorn and mm-hmm. soda. He, this is after the movie has begun. Yeah. Um, and does he go to the bathroom at the same time? Yeah. They go at the same time. Yeah. So they get up. Well. And- he she goes and then she goes back to into the theater and he like pops out and scares her. Oh, that's right. And she's like, "You dick," you know, or whatever. Yeah. And then he goes to the bathroom. He's like, "I got to take a leak," or whatever. Yeah, whatever people say in horror movies. And then um, the bathroom scene is later uh, parodied by Scary Movie. Oh, he put a dick in the guy's ear, right? Yeah, yeah, that was awful. But but he, he yeah, he gets a, a yeah. He hears something kind of like on the in the stall yeah, next it's, to it's him, like and he puts singing his, or something like yeah, it's just like light kind of whispering, and yeah, he's like, "What the hell is that?" And so he puts his ear against the stall door again. Mm-hmm. I don't know anyone that would do that. No, in a bathroom stall like that, it's, it's a very weird setup. Yeah, like. I don't know. It's a strange murder. Like, it's just like, okay. You know, I'm trying to imagine, like, and then, we're going to have him go in. He's going to hear a noise. He's going to put his ear in. I mean, and nobody will know exactly where to stab yeah, to hit him and right And nobody went, like, this is kind of awkward. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I just went, oh, because that's but, interesting. Something that's not been done before. He I must suppose. have had a stud finder on the other side. <laughs> Boom! Omar Epps stud. Whoops. That's us high fiving. Yeah. Because that was a great joke. Thanks, man. So he finds he has a stud finder. He finds his head and he stabs it. Yeah. And so that's how Omar Epps gets it. And then he takes his scream mask, or the killer's wearing one. Yeah. What does he do? Does he take his jacket or something? Because he goes back in his he, place. I th- yeah, I think he's just wearing the scream outfit. Okay. And so he sits down next to her and she's like, you know, looks at him because he's in the full scream outfit because that's that's what he was in when he scared her when he right. was coming back into. The, and you know, she starts kind of talking with him or whatever, and he just sort of stares at her. And uh, eventually, uh, she realizes that that's not him. Yeah. And uh, and the movie's in full swing, and the killings are happening on screen, yeah. and it, the the crowd's going nuts. So when she realizes that this is not him and, and there's she starts blood, screaming, yeah. And you know, no one you know, it's just like anything else happening in the theater and she's getting yeah. murdered. Oh, she's getting right in the middle of this stabbed, crowd. Brutally yeah. stabbed. And then she eventually makes her makes her way up to the to the theater screen. Yeah. Like the the stage right in front of the screen. So now the so fake movie is playing of behind. the real murders is being projected on the murder victim. Yeah. And this new one, it's kind of a, you know. It's kind of cool. What is it? Is it a violence violence in media comment? Yeah. Uh, is it 
is it a comment on these two kids in Pocatello <laughs> that are yeah. going to be along in 10 years? Yeah. Or whatever. Exactly. Um, anyway, it's a pretty cool opening. I yeah. really like it. I did too. I think it's good. And I think, you know, they had a tough act to follow with yes. that first, that opening scene. And people were expecting who's going to be the Drew Barrymore. I mean, J- Jada Pinkett yeah. Smith yeah. is the new Drew Barrymore in this one. And anyway, I think they pulled it off pretty, I think so pretty too. well. Yeah. I thought it was a great opening. Um, and then we move to, we're in college with Sydney. Windsor College. With uh, Nev Campbell, Windsor College. I don't know if they ever say where, uh, do they ever say what state they're in? I don't think in so. In any of these. It's just America. Yeah. Yeah. I just assume everything's in California all the time. <laughs> no, that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah. It's sunny all I'm the sure time. I'm sure it's where they were shooting everything. Yeah. Um, and she's she's in college, and Randy's at the same college. He's mm-hmm. in his film theory class, of course. Uh, hanging out in there with uh, Timothy Oliphant mm-hmm. and um, a bunch of other people. Sarah Michelle Geller. Oh yeah, there. as Cece. Cece. I like to think your last name is Deville. Uh, how do you feel about this uh, film theory class they're taking? <laughs> it's so cloyingly annoying to me yeah like the, everything they say is just like uh like i, I like the sequel stuff like that they're sure. they're pointing out things about sequels but it all seems so unnatural and canned and strange yeah it's I just, just the writing's just not as it's just a way and, it's it seems like such a clever like well not even a clever way but it's just like yeah you feel just oh, okay they need to get this movie talk in here somehow right because now the, the idea of this one, instead of just talking about horror movies like the first one, this one's talking all about sequels and, and what do you what do you do now, you know? Yeah. Um, and so... And they're like, all sequels suck. And then they're like, what about Godfather 2? Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back. Part of a trilogy, not technically, you know, it's yeah. got all these little things. Aliens, you know. Yeah. Like, what are you, James Cameron freak? And eventually <laughs> they go to the Godfather 2 and they're like... Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, and that's then Jamie the... Kennedy does a Godfather impression. Oh yeah, it's really bad. <sighs> yeah, that's a kind. It's a kind of. It's a pretty bad. Yeah. Scene. Yeah, it's, it's cheesy. Just it's not, cheesy. Yeah, it's not well pulled off. But there's, I felt there's tinges of that in the first one too. Sure. Where the dialogue's a little too uh, clever and explainy for its own good. Oh, it does. Um, this one's just like worse. Yeah. <laughs> Because you know the game now. Yeah. Like, now that you know the game, you see it like, oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah, like like Randy in the first one, you kind of you kind of like him, but he did so much of the explaining that when he starts doing it in this one again, you're just like, oh, okay, it's just that yeah. he's our, he's our kind of almost narrator, uh, so to speak, of like the kind of play on the movies, yeah. and it can get kind of. You know, like plus, just like bad <laughs> horror movies do with exposition and stuff, they just have to. Probably also, Jamie Kennedy's got maybe some undue confidence at this point. He's yeah. doing some stuff with his performance. That's okay, little, like Did when you... he dips into that accent for yeah, a minute for no reason. Like I don't know what he's. I don't know what he's doing. Does yeah. anybody? Does I mean it doesn't make any sense. Within the no, and within I anything like he's just being wacky, uh, Randy, I guess. But I guess. it's I don't know. It seems really weird. Yeah, it seems like extra 
performative stuff yeah. to like spice up his like, performance yeah. or something. He's like, maybe He's after like, this, I'm pe- the funny guy from the first one. I really have start to bring coming it. to my comedy shows. Oh boy, you ever see that movie Heckler? He did. No, I don't think so. Which was about you know him getting heckled hecklers, but uh, he talks to like tons of comedians about hecklers and stuff. Oh. Uh, and I enjoyed it because that's kind of interesting, uh-huh. but also I'm like, yeah, but it's not like you're, you don't deserve it <laughs> when your comedy's that bad. But yeah, again, I don't want to be mean to people. Okay. <sighs> I hate being mean. I just want to make sure this is recording. We better, we better just stop this podcast, I guess. Tucker doesn't want to be mean. And mostly I'm mean and I don't want to That's be. all he's really kind of good for. It's true. He's he's the insult comic. Just get me on Chuck Norris oh. and we'll be safe. People I feel comfortable being mean to. Mm. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris, Ayn Rand. Any you know, yeah. people like that. We can start talking about Chuck Norris and his dog face. Fuck. Stupid dog face. <laughs> anyway, Nev Campbell is dating uh, the fat kid from Stand By Me, Jerry O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell, yep. He was known for years, he says, as the fat kid from Stand By Me. And I says to you, I still call him the fat kid from Stand By Me, even though I know was. his name. Yeah. And he's been in plenty of other things. He'll always be Verno to me. Yeah. Even though he was in Piranha yeah. 3D. Or whatever it was. Piranha 3D. He was. The first one? Yeah. 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 That was yeah, fun. you you got to see his, his dick got chopped off. Oh, yeah. Or bitten off. Bitten. Floating around. Yeah, that was his. That was his dick. That was they, his they really real took dick. his dick off. And, yeah. yeah. It's mm-hmm. probably like, they probably did a mold of it. Probably. For accuracy's sake. <laughs> I would, that, would, that would be hey, great if they did. Hey, Verno. Nice dick. Hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't want to make him feel bad. He obviously doesn't like being known as the fat kid from Stand By Me. Well, here you go. Being mean but again. I'm not being mean because I love Stand By Me so much. Okay. But and he, he just, played the fat kid in it. Well, can't you just say he, you know him by playing Vern in Stand By Me? Because then say, other people would be like, which one's Vern? And I'd have to be like, the fat kid. To say the one that likes... And they're like, oh, the Barfarama? And I'm like, no, 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 that's The one that likes Willie cherry Hogan flavored Pez. Billy Hogan. Yeah, the one that likes cherry flavored Pez and yeah. uh, brought the comb. The and one who brought like, the comb, even though he doesn't have any hair. That person would be like, oh, the fat kid. Yeah. And you were like, I was trying not to say that, but yes. He's married to Rebecca Romaine. Yeah. Whew. Once Rebecca Romaine Stamos. Yeah. She now. was like done with Stamos onto the fat kid from Stand By Me. And he's in that movie with her that we saw at uh, the Horror Fest a couple years ago called Satanic Panic. Oh, that's Remember right. Remember that? He's yeah, in that movie with her. They're both in it. Yeah. yeah. That's right. That was kind of fun. Anyway, I like Jerry O'Connell. I do too. Yeah. I liked him in this too. Yeah, he's 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 uh, okay. he's good. He's okay. He's kind of I mean, a red herring character, yeah. like because you know you're you're like, well, they're repeating everything. So is it just going to be her boyfriend again? And they yeah. kind of set that up that it's mm-hmm. going to be that. Uh, so he has to play that. But and then yeah, Timothy Oliphant is in it as as another. No one knew Timothy Oliphant in no. 1998. No, like I remember him being kind of a annoying sort of character yeah i remember or, not really liking him yeah. in this movie this being the first time i saw him mm-hmm. i'm sure because i just thought look at this douche yeah. but i'm sure that's the translation is look at this handsome person that right i think 
it thinks he's a little cool and that, yeah. that irks me because I'm not cool or handsome. He's playing the character fine. Like he's just doing... joking, by the way, I'm completely handsome and cool. <laughs> <laughs> he's playing the character fine. It's just uh, his character yeah. is, is annoying kind of because he's, yeah. he's like another Randy kind of. But, but yeah, right. But he's, he's one of the film students. Except dorks. he's all hunky. But he's a hunk. Because he's he's not hunky. Like, he's very handsome. He's yes. a good-looking guy. Very good-looking. Like, he's got kind of like, like little chicken legs. Have you noticed? Hmm. I noticed it on Santa Clarita Diet. Oh. And I probably noticed it because Jinx, my wife, my wife was, uh, I think she was developing a little bit of a crush for him while we were watching Santa Clarita Diet. Yeah, so I yeah. immediately started finding faults. Oh. And I was like, like look at his tiny legs. And she went, you're right. Yeah. She was like, you're right. He sucks. I was like, (laughs) yeah, there was that time. She's not usually into like hunky guys. Right. But she also went through a period where she was really into Jason Momoa and it was like way out of her wheelhouse. And it made me feel really weird. Like when you were watching Game of Thrones. Probably. And I was like, why is everybody like this rapey guy yeah. on Game of Thrones? Because he's just rapey on he, that show. Like, absolutely. he's nothing else. No, yeah. And I was like, why are women talking about this character like it's so fucking hot? But I'm like, I guess, you know, fantasy life is fantasy life, I guess. I suppose. But I was like, eh, okay. You like old rapey Aquaman. Go ahead. I don't care for him, Momoa. Does it? Is it because of that? Could be. Maybe. Because I could be like... You could I, be put off by the whole rapiness of him. I could have taken or leave it or, or left him probably at that point sure. until until that happened. Now I'm just like, Momoa. Yeah, like when he was on Game of Thrones, I didn't, I didn't ever think he would be a thing. Yeah. Because I just thought, you know, like, oh, here's this like extremely like jacked up dude. He had already been Conan. Mm-hmm. See, I didn't even didn't but even know him. No at that one point. really watched that that I no. know of. I mean, I saw it, but I don't know a lot of people that watched it. Anyway, or talk about it anymore. Enough about Momoa, I mean, Conan. Enough, enough about your wife's crushes. <sighs> she likes Tom Selleck. Well, okay. <sighs> talk about hunks. But Timothy, Timothy Oliphant, uh, I've grown to love him. Or I wouldn't say love him, but like him very much as an oh, actor. Oh, now you love him. Like him very much. Have as an you actor. noticed his legs? And I don't. I <laughs> I did not even know that he was in this. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't remember I didn't, that at all because he was he he wasn't on my radar back then. So yeah. it was a pleasant surprise, kind of. And I still did the thing like, hey, is that is that Timothy Oliphant or is it Josh Demel or whoever? oh yeah? Like I still did Josh it. Demel. I still had to check real quick. I probably would have figured it out had I just sat with it. So, so there's a whole big part of this movie too, where they, they, so then they have to introduce everybody again, kind of. So, so, so Sydney learns of these murders Mm -hmm. and then, um, obviously there's a connection to her because they're like a copycat murder. Um, so then all the media starts coming to her and talking to her again and like, Oh, you know, there's somebody out copying the scream murders and yada, yada, yada. Or they don't call them scream murders, but I don't know what they call them. Oh, the Woodsboro killers, the Woodsboro murders, right? Is that what they call them or something? 
Because the yeah Woodsboro yeah, yeah. Woodsboro murders. Okay. So when media comes, that means Gail Weathers is there. Courtney Cox, uh, David Arquette also comes back as Deputy Dewey. Yeah, um, he comes to kind of hang around and uh, check on Sydney, and then we get introduced to another media person, a local media person, Lori Metcalf. Yeah, as De- Debbie Salt. Name is yeah, film. it's weird because you're like she's running around. It doesn't seem like a uh, significant character, and yet it's uh, Laurie Metcalf from Roseanne. So you're like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah, that's weird that she's in this little. Yeah, part. So, so as a yeah as a as a viewer, especially if you're viewing it the first time, and yeah, she's she's uh, a little yeah. You're like, what what's going on here? Kind of. Yeah. And you find out later. I guess it doesn't really matter. We could spoil it right now. Yeah. It's not like people are going to be listening throughout this podcast waiting to see what I Just happens. remember Lori Metcalf. <laughs> we'll talk about her later. <laughs> she, she's, she comes back. But yeah, Gail, kinda... uh, this is where Gail ambushes Sydney with Cotton Weary. Yeah. Leah Schreiber's character yeah. who was convicted of her mother's murder and then he was released once. Because of Sydney's uh, testimony. Yeah. Because he was uh, having an affair with her mother. Mm-hmm. And she saw him, and that's what implicated him in the yeah. murder. But then, of course, we all but know it been... wasn't him, so he got out. Mm-hmm. And now they're trying, like, he's trying to get something out of it. Um, he's trying to get a, a television interview. Yeah, with, with Sydney. With Sydney, so that he can officially clear his name to the American people, yeah. I guess. And probably sell books or whatever. Mm-hmm. Does he have a book out? Did he write one with Gail? I can't remember now. Um, I don't know. Seems like there was some. Yeah, because Gail Weathers wrote a book, money. and she's she's even bigger now than she was. Yeah, and so Sydney's like, "Fuck you, Gail Weathers again," and uh, hits her again, or pu- pushes her, or something. Probably. And yep. uh, but then Dewey shows up, and he's upset with Gail about this. Yeah, because Gail in her book wrote Dewey oh, like yeah. he was a simpleton. Yeah. Dewey's not a simpleton. No. He's just uh, sweet. Yeah. He's just a sweet guy. Yeah. You know, like real cop. Just a sweet, sweet man. Boy, the magic of movies. Just a sweet man. The magic of movies. They could have sweet cops in it. I know. God, anything. You could do anything in the movies. <laughs> it's true. You could it's have a, a nice cop. Fantasy ah. and... Uh, Wish fulfillment. <laughs> you can do anything you want. It's true. So they're having a party. I got a party next. A big party. Is this the one at the yeah. sorority house? Well, yeah. There's well, there's like or... two. It's at a. It's not at the sorority house because um, Sarah Michelle Geller is left at the sorority house. Mm. So they all so they I, went so to maybe, a frat or something. Yeah. So all party. but all the. All the other sisters or whatever. Including Portia de Rossi. From Arrested Development, yeah. She's a sorority sister. Um, Yeah, they all go to this big party. And, um, yeah, so Sarah Michelle is left on her own to kind of watch the the house, I guess. Does Sydney show up at the party? Yes. Is that who Portia de Rossi says hi to? Yeah. That's my favorite, one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. What does she do? Portia de Rossi says, hi. No, I really mean it. Yeah. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is that part. Because they had invited her 
And she, they, they kind of want her as a sorority sister, I think. Yeah. Probably because she's kind of famous. Yeah. But yeah. I wouldn't want her as a sorority sister. I'd be like, no way. Murders keep following you. Yeah. Stay out of my house. Yeah. And she, and she, she has a friend, Haley, um, throughout the movie. That's just kind of her friend, I guess. Yeah. She doesn't. They didn't really play. They didn't really do much with her character. No, it's just kind of like here's your standard friend. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> she needs a friend. Her yeah. other friend's dead. Let's give her another friend to die. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Sarah Michelle Gellar, uh, she she gets a call, and it's the it's the the scream guy. Hello, Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yeah, it's. I don't remember. There's an name. actual dude, I guess that that does that voice. Yeah. And um, Skeet Ulrich. It's not Skeet Ulrich. Whatever it is, it's an actual guy. That that's his an actual guy. Yeah, and apparently, if you can believe some of IMDb trivia, that they did a lot of like um, in both these movies, they did a lot of the phone call stuff actually on the phone as they were filming it. Oh, cool. So, and like the the um, actors usually or didn't get to see who it really was, mm. you know, so they didn't want to like have That's them cool. like, Oh, it's this really sweet guy on the other yeah. end, you know? So it's just like this weird voice. That's cool. Oh, yeah. since I mentioned Skeet Ulrich, just real quick side note. Okay. Uh, how about mom thinking that Skeet Ulrich was Johnny Depp last week in her <laughs> review? Yeah. yeah. We hadn't heard the review when we recorded, so we couldn't comment on it, but, uh, Oh my God. <laughs> Same thing will happen today. We haven't gotten a review today. It should be coming in oh, any time. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, who is she going to... I mean, it's funny because I think I even said it when we were talking about it on the podcast how, like, we were talking about how, like, I wasn't a big fan of him because yeah. I thought he was just doing his 21 Jump Street uh, yeah, yeah, Johnny Depp yeah. thing. It's so oh, funny. Maybe. Mom, like, thought legitimately that was Johnny Depp. Yeah. Well, so, I wonder who she's going to think Timothy Oliphant is. Uh, she probably doesn't know Josh Duhamel, so mm. who knows? Who knows yeah. what she'll come up with? She just started talking about Anthony Quinn last time. Yeah, but she'll know Laurie Metcalf, right? Does she like? Roseanne? I don't know. No, I mean, mm. not that I know of. Mm. I really like Laurie Metcalf. I do too. She's great on Roseanne. She's been. In, she's been. In, well, anytime she pops up and stuff, I really like her. She's yeah, good. isn't she in uh, Lady Bird? Wasn't that? Yeah, the mom in Lady oh. Bird. Was it? Wasn't yeah. it? Or is it someone else and I'm getting them crossed? No, that could be. And didn't she I have didn't that great it. episode of that, uh, of Horace and Pete, where it's just her basically sitting at a table with. Oh, yes. Louie, but it's just like her monologue almost the entire 20 That's minutes or whatever. Right. Yeah. Fucking amazing. She's it so was. good. Yeah, she is very good. So, yeah, I like her a lot. This, not her finest moment, but you know, right. we'll get to it. Um, so, anywho, Sarah Michelle Geller. There's a chase eventually, and she gets stabbed, thrown out a window. Pretty good stunt there. Yeah, that's fun. I like stunts. Yeah, I like this stunts is, this is, that feel real. Yeah, like uh, and this is back when Sarah Michelle Gellar was a pretty big thing. Yeah, like she was doing Buffy. She did this. I know what she did last summer. It was all coming around. Yeah, it seemed weird to me that she was in this. Even though, like, I didn't really, I knew of her. I didn't know yeah. a lot about her because I didn't watch Buffy, and I, I did not like. I know what you did last summer. I really didn't like that when it came out. 
Maybe um, we need to do a I Know What You Did Last Summer Fest just to see phew. if they're even worth anything. We could try it. Yeah, because I remember, yeah, even like in comparison to these, in comparison to these movies, they weren't nearly as fun. Yeah, they I think they're seem- also, or at least the first one's at least written by Kevin Williamson yeah, as I well. Yeah, I think so. It felt to me like I was going in expecting more of the, uh, maybe the self-referential parts yeah, of Scream yeah. to kind of still be seeping through. But it's just through. a much it's more straightforward, straightforward which maybe I would like, but I, it felt like the straightforward horror in the age of the CW was not my favorite, the I 90s guess. Stuff. Late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah. And then they started doing like the grudge and shit like oh. that too. Yeah. I think that happened all in the wake of the ring. Yeah. I think, um, that was early, I mean, there that were good. More. 2000s, there was good that. stuff that came out of that era, oh, sure. but I felt few. like there was just a, yeah, I don't know. I guess the appearance of people that were directly associated with CW shows kind of made me go, hey. Yeah. But um, that's just me being a grumpy dick, like I always am. Yeah, so she was she was a big name to get kind of killed as early as she did. Yeah. It's almost a second Barrymore. Kind of, yeah, because the they just... Yeah. She was really only in like maybe two scenes before yeah, she died. Yeah, she's hardly in it. She was in the the film school scene, and then maybe one more, and then she gets it. And yeah, her, her big scene. Yeah. yeah. And then Sid gets attacked. Yep. And oh, um, oh go ahead. No, yeah, she get no, she gets attacked. I was just going to add onto that that <clears throat> Jerry O'Connell when Sid gets attacked, he gets stabbed but it's or sliced on the arm but it's off screen kind of right and so and he's like oh he got away and he's but he has and he has a sliced arm and immediately i think dewey is running up you know and he's like oh that's real convenient kind of so it's just more playing into this yeah it's kind of a repeat of the skeet ulrich stuff yeah like where they pretend here we go again yeah. yeah 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 um and then it's weird though when he slices his arm, there's no blood. It's just cherry flavored Pez uh, flying out. <laughs> he's a fat kid from Stand By Me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if Jerry O'Connell will be on our podcast. Why? Why would he? I was about ready to say why wouldn't he, but why would? He? <laughs> there's absolutely no reason he would, especially after nothing, how I'm treating him. Nothing's in it for him, and besides, I like him. Besides you keep calling him the fat kid from stand by me which he doesn't even like he doesn't like maybe he come here just to like just to lick my ass i'm sorry <laughs> kick my ass we watched demolition man last night there's oh. a lick my ass bit there oh my God. uh so so now we go we go back to um the stab movie uh they they go back to like this interview with uh tori spelling Oh yeah, yeah. Which is really funny because she's playing Sydney in yeah, the movie, yeah. And, which yeah. is a callback to the first one because the first one, they, uh, I think Randy asks her like, "Oh, who would who would you want to play you?" That's right. And she's like, "Well, with my luck, they probably cast Tori Spelling." <laughs> and then they do. They sure do. And then they have this great. They sh- so she's like on an interview show talking about it, and then they show a clip from the movie, and it's her and Luke Wilson is playing. Billy. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. And it's this great little scene. It's, it's like it, it's shot the same as the first movie. Yeah. It looks just like it. But yeah. Luke Wilson with that Skeet Ulrich hair. He's so funny. Yeah, it's awesome. He's really good. 
It it's, is very tiny, tiny appearance, but it's really funny. It's yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I like that bit. Yeah, I love all the stab stuff. Oh, before that part, uh, there's O'Connell's serenade in the uh, in the cafeteria. Oh yeah. Now, here's the thing I like about it, and the thing I don't like about it. Okay. The thing I like about it is it is clearly a reference to the Top Gun scene when they do You've Lost That Love and Feeling. What I don't like about it is that they name check the Top Gun scene <laughs> yeah. during the reference. Yeah. And I'm kind of like, would it have just been cooler just to leave it and not yeah. point out every reference you're making? Like, give yeah, some they people make sure benefit that people of the doubt that, that you would. And even if you don't, make it like. You know, because that scene would work without it being a reference yeah. uh, to something else. But people that remembered Top Gun would be like, oh, that's like that scene of Top Gun. But anyway, it's kind. Of, he, he stands up in the cafeteria, gets up on the tables and sings, I think I love you, um, to Sydney mm-hmm. to express his love publicly. And Oliphant can't handle it. And he's got to get up and, like, walk around the cafeteria and, like... Clap and sing yeah. and like get everybody into it, and I'm like, what an attention horror! Yeah, Look at that guy. Yeah, let him have his moment. Yeah, fuck. And then I was like, God, am I like that? I do that every time I like disapprove of somebody's behavior in a movie, and then I'm like, Oh, I think I do that. <laughs> am I the Timothy Oliphant <sighs> character? My legs aren't spindly. No, his legs are probably fine. It's just, it's just probably a weird angle or weird Maybe. jeans I watched, saw him in. I'm sorry. Why am I being so mean to everybody today? I don't know. You hate Jerry O'Connell I, and Timothy I Oliphant. like both of them. God. Something wrong with me. Fat and chicken legs. Oh, man. Fat kid and chicken legs. Fat kid and chicken legs. So fat kid and chicken legs, finish that. <laughs> and then we get the stab thing with uh, yeah. Luke Wilson. And then uh, uh, the next thing I have is... Uh, um, Randy going over the sequel rules. Yep, the rules of the sequels. And I only got two of them written down. I think there was three. Yeah. The the way they do the third one is really is weird. Yeah. Because he go well, he he does there's there's three rules of sequels or whatever, and he says one is the bigger body count. Mm-hmm. Um and two is more gore. You gotta have Carnage more gore. Carnage candy. Yeah. And then he he says like I'd have to rewatch it again because it, it almost cuts out when he says, and then three is, and they go to something else. But he he alludes that it's it's you're trying to set up set up a franchise. Ah, yes. But I don't know if they were purposely vague about that. I don't know for yeah, what reason. Know. Like kind of funny. Like they're gonna do because they are setting up a franchise. They are. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if that was a kind of inside joke to right. sort of do that. But it's all inside jokes. Yeah, not really inside. No, no. It's like they're yeah, all... no. It's yeah. It's meant to be very yeah. like, oh, this is what you're doing. Yeah. As well as you know, what's going on in the movie. Um. Then uh, I don't even remember the context of that discussion. It was him and Deputy Dewey. Oh, right? that's right. They're like eating or something. Yeah, they're, they're in the table. cafeteria. Yeah. Okay, and then I have that Sid. Sid is uh doing a play. Yep. David Warner is the director. Yeah. He's the most like pretentious theater director. In the mouth of madness, right? Yeah. Yeah. That uh, goes back to your to the your other podcast. Bubblegum and kick ass podcast. Yeah. With all the carpenters, you everybody all should listen to that. Yeah. 
Listen to find all of them. Wherever you find podcasts, chew bubblegum and kick ass. David Warner is also from Twin Peaks fame, too. Yeah. Eckert. Eckert. Yeah. 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 Eckert. Eckert. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Eckert from Twin Peaks. David Warner has been in tons of shit. He's a good. Yeah. But here he is. He's pretty funny. I want you to take all of that emotion and put it in your performance. Like, he's really, like, he's up his up. ass uh, theater director. Yeah. Which is pretty funny. I love it. But it's a, um, what is she doing? It's a, it's a Shakespeare play, right? Or is it Shakespeare? I don't know if it's Shakespeare. Some Greek. Oh, yeah. There's chorus. a Greek chorus. Yeah. Because, yeah, she's doing the rehearsal and she's having all this trouble because she's just been attacked. She By knows a shit's in a mask. And a friend of hers is dead again or someone she knows. It's a car, I guess. Wow. Wow. Here. It's even picking it up. That's weird. Yeah. Um, and so she's obviously on edge and not even, you know. She's probably considering whether or not she could do this sort of thing, whatever. Well, yeah, and it's like her scene is a bunch of people in masks trying to stab her. Yeah, it's like the Greek chorus is chasing her around and, like, trying to kill her. And then, like, the killer's in the mix I mean, somehow. I was yeah. like, is no one noticing the blocking's all fucked up? There's an extra person in there. Fucking David Warner. How he they... should know. Well, yeah, he sh- I mean, at very least, let's go, uh, you can't be in this play. <laughs> you can't, you're a killer. You just you're, you can't be in this play. <laughs> no, I mean, like you just got attacked by for the second. Oh, he time. should tell her that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Take. The, but he's like opening nights right around the corner. Oh, you were thinking like you should uh, tell the the killer. Like, hey, hey, get you that, with the scream mask. Get the killer out of there. You can't be in this play. You have to kill her afterwards, buddy. Wait outside. <laughs> No, but I mean, like, what an asshole. Yeah. I mean, the Greek chorus attack, I think, looks cool. Sure. But as soon as I'm, like, thinking of it, I'm like, this is weird. Yeah. That no one's, no, I mean, I get the confusion being in the middle of it. Yeah. But that David Warner's not back there like, no, 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 no. Why is there an extra person This in is here? all wrong. <laughs> yeah. Everything's going haywire. Let's do this again. But anyway, it's a it's an okay sequence because of that. Um, yeah, that's kind of fun. And then we have a... I have Randy getting called by the killer in the park. Yeah. Which is a big scene. Yeah. And uh, Dewey and Gale are looking. They're trying to find the person in the park because they know that that person can see them. Yeah. Because they reference who so, they're with. So they're running they're... around looking for people with cell phones because still, this is still at an age yeah. when cell phones are big, clunky things. Not, Not everyone has them. Yeah. But but enough people do that the the people that they find are just, hey, what's going on? Hey, give me my five thousand dollars cell phone back. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, and Dewey ends up like tackling a dude, just some student, right? And uh, but uh, yeah, and so Randy is trying to keep him on the line. Oh yeah, my favorite though is when uh, Courtney Cox just takes someone's phone from him, <laughs> and uh, she says, "Who's this?" And then she says, "Gail Weathers, author of the Woodsboro Murders." <laughs> <laughs> She's so high on herself. It's uh, hilarious. And uh anyway, but they they end up like, you know, Randy's no longer in their sight and he's really given the killer what for. Yeah. And he disses uh he talks about Billy. Billy? Says he yeah. Skeet Ulrich's name. Yeah. He talks about him being like uh you know piece of shit. Piece of shit. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, he insults Says him a- somehow. And shortly after that, the uh, news van door opens and 
Ghostface grabs him, pulls him in, and kills Randy. In in the van, yeah. Along with Randy's motion picture career. <laughs> I mean, and Jamie Kennedy's motion picture career is pretty much over after that. Well, we'll see. He did Son of Mask. Oh, God. <laughs> but... I do remember there is something in Scream 3. Oh, does he come back somehow? You don't remember? Is he like a Jedi ghost? No, I don't remember. Oh. I'll be I'll be excited we'll to find it, out. It's yeah. kind of lame. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I'm sure it's it is. It's kind of lame. Uh, yeah, because they sort of, they get rid of the character that tells them all the rules. And it's like, well, how are we going to? How are we going to explain the rules of the part threes? And you'll see. And the only part other character three. that could do it was Timothy Oliphant. We'll find out about him in a Stay minute. Stay tuned for part three and how they f- figure that out. Yeah. It's not good. <laughs> um, so then, so Randy gets murdered, and then we're in the uh, library with Sid. Yes. And here she starts getting stalked on the computer. Right? She gets a message. Oh, uh, yes, yes. Um. Uh, yeah, she gets a message, and then oh, right, and she alerts like some security. Yeah, because right, because right now, like the FBI guys are like following her. Yeah, around. they're on high alert because all this shit's. Yeah, happening. so they they're going and looking through the all the other computers in the library, and then right at that moment, Cotton Weary decides to show up. Yeah, and the, like the guard takes Sid over to the side, and she he's like, Stay he here. takes her nowhere. Right, he doesn't put her anywhere safe. No. And then he's just like, stay here. And he leaves. Yeah, he's like, stay here out of my sight. Yeah. I'm going to go do some other things. And immediately. Cotton the, Weary just pops out of nowhere. One of their biggest suspects. <laughs> pops out of nowhere, pulls her off to the side. Yeah. And he accosts like, her to do a Diane Sawyer interview with him. Yeah. And she's like, fuck you. Yeah. And then he gets real mad about that. Mm-hmm. And and then finally the the FBI agents come around and they see him like pushing her around kind of and yelling at yeah. her. So they arrest him. And they're like, hey, are you the killer? He's like, no, we've done this before. Yeah. And they arrest him. Yeah. They arrest him and then they go to the police station and they don't have anything on yeah. him, so they have to let him go. You know the old cop uh, in the oh, police yeah. station? Yeah. He, oh, he's David Arquette's dad, right? Yeah, he's, yeah. Uh, he's Louis Arquette. Yeah. Yeah. That guy's balls produced a lot of Arquettes Ugh. and... One of the, oh my god, most wonderful women in history, Patty, old Patty, Arquette. old Patty Arquette. Yeah, I love her so I much. Know. God damn it, Tucker and I have a. She's so. I mean, great. Yeah. Did you see the Ben Stiller show she did, the uh, Escape at Danamora? With oh, her no. and Benicio del Toro and Paul Dano, I've been meaning to watch David that. Morse. Everybody Fuck, loves dude. it. Everybody it's so it. good. I've I seen know. it twice. I should watch it. I don't even watch TV. I watch that shit twice. I should watch it. She's at least once. incredible in it. I'm sure she is. She's incredible in everything. <sighs> God, even stuff that's not that great. She is great. Yeah, just because she's so great. She is. Anyway, I wonder so... if she'd married me if my wife left me. Because I can make that happen, Patty. I'm just joking. Just joking. God. Just joking around. Well, what if your wife leaves you for Momoa or Oliphant? Yeah. Then or is she over that now? Is she, she over both of them? I think she's over them. You know, she also, she was watching a show. What the fuck was it? It was some, like, 
I don't think it's the killing. I think it, but it's something like that. Mm-hmm. And the like guy in it, or the maybe the killer or whatever, was that Jamie Dornan? Is that his name? The guy from Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, okay. And he shows up. He's the like the hunky guy in Barb and Star go to Vista Del Mar. And I yeah. watched that with her, and she was like, "Oh, it's him." And she's like, I like him and everything. I was like, yeah, you and every other woman in the country. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, he's the Christian Grey in Fifty Shades of Grey. And she's like, oh. And suddenly I don't think she thought he was as attractive anymore. Yeah. Or maybe she was disappointed in herself. For being attracted. For being attracted to the one everyone's attracted to. Yeah. Which I would imagine would have been the case with Momoa as well. Yeah. Um, Yeah, she's just – she's very disappointed in herself that her tastes are becoming more – uh, standard or uh, yeah. predictable. Maybe that's it. Well, that would explain her attraction to you. I mean, everybody thinks you're attractive. I am a super hunky guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's probably, yeah, it's a good explanation. Yeah. I mean, just, I turned down the Conan roll a couple times. <laughs> whatever. Yeah. So, cool. um, Gail and Dewey get on the same page here about what's going on and put their shit aside so they can work together, right? Yes. And they even, like, make out? Yeah, they do. So they, okay, so they go, they get... I bet th- he was getting part... all, I bet she was getting all dewy. Well, yeah, there's, there's you that, know what I mean? yeah, that part where she, they were, they're like, gonna, they were going to do it. Yeah, because her vagina was they all They were going to do it in the, in the school room. Remember that part? Yeah. Okay, so, yeah. But, but this whole part is, there's a weird, okay, so they... They get footage, right? Right. From the van? Is Th- that right? That's where it's from. Okay. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I was trying and to And they're looking for thing. a VCR. This is 97, remember? Yeah. So they're they're going around and going into these different... So they're in the college, which has been... They're not having classes right now, right? But they are. No, there's a bunch of people there. But yeah. For some reason, there's empty classes. Maybe it's just an off day or something. I don't know. Yeah. There's a big empty classroom. You've been to college. It's like that sometimes. It's true. There's no class scheduled. There's just no one in there. Yeah. So they find a, a empty classroom. And they're like, "Ah, oh, there we go." And they go down and they they put a the v, the VCR tape in there. Yeah. And they're watching footage, right? Uh huh. And then somehow this footage turns live. Right. Which makes no fucking sense whatsoever. They have a closed circuit TV system connected to that television, but I don't know. Yeah, but it they're watching. Weird. They're watching footage. Yeah, they're, they're not watching wa- a VHS tape. How can yeah. you cut into someone's VHS tape? Yeah, like so they're watching it, and then they're they're finding these little clues, and then all of a sudden it's like, <gasps> and they see like the the backs of themselves yeah. watching themselves or something, right. and they like, <gasps> and they turn around, and then yeah, like up there. Do they do they see I think they see ghost face? Yeah, right? they see ghost face. Like, there. hey, how you doing? But before that, they were they yeah they were gonna yeah they were gonna do it or something in there. Like, so now she's got to like run for her life with a crotch all dewy. Yeah, <laughs> totally. I'm gonna keep harping on this. Okay, dewy crotch, dewy crotch. Mm. He gives her dewy crotch. He's got dewy crotch. I'm sure. I, I'm sure he is. Yeah, probably had a little dew. Yeah, a little dew come out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Little do. That's what I call it. <laughs> Little do. His 
Um, and so there's, and so this he's scene, chasing. Yeah, they're in like the AV club or something. Yeah, like, they're they're in some sort of like production studio type yeah. of thing. Like, so I would assume this is like a, a film class, or, right? Or, and it's kind of I do like this part with Dewey because uh, they get separated between like soundproof glass, yeah, and she doesn't see it see him at first, and that he's getting fucking murdered behind yeah. her, yeah, and uh, it's kind of cool. Yeah, and eventually like she turns around, she sees it, and it's like he's getting smashed against the glass, the glass, and there's yeah. blood, Ugh. and he kind of streaks Dewey. down. <gasps> yeah, Dewey's always getting fucked up in these movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, this whole time he has like a limp and stuff. Yeah. Like, because he got fucked up in the last one. And now one. you're like, oh, fucking Dewey's dead now. Now what? Well. They killed off Matthew Lillard in yeah. the first one. Now they've killed off Deputy Dewey. Yeah. I'm Gail gonna... escapes. She escapes out of there. Um, but so does Ghost Ghostface. And, um, and then I guess the next scene is probably is... Uh, this where Alverno is awaiting Sydney, uh, and because she's like gonna leave or whatever. I don't know. Yes, she's, yes. And uh, she's she's gonna leave with her friend. Yeah. And the FBI agents. And yeah. And Alverno shows up. Fat kid. Fat from kid Stand. from Stand by Me is there. Sid, I love you, and all this. Yeah. And then his like frat come. Oh yeah, because he gave her. He gave her his his his, his frat, frat letters ring. or something on a on a ring. Yeah, on yeah. a ring on a on a necklace for him for yeah. her. And you're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed to give away your yeah. frat ring or whatever. So his frat brothers like abduct him and furiously face fuck him. I think. Oh man, I think man, that's probably just, what's happening. It's just homoerotic everywhere. Yeah. Like I mean, he's, go back he's to he's doing practic- something lately homoerotic. Remember that <laughs> yeah. dirty work? Yeah. <laughs> oh, Norm McDonald. Bad Norm. Wait a line. Funny guy. Um, yeah, so that's happening. And then in the meantime, Sydney and her friend is with are driving away with the The cops. The cops and Ghostface attacks them in the car. I forget how that actually happened. Was he driving? God, me too. Was he driving? Because... Or did he just like no? Or was he, was he on top of the car? He was. He gets. I don't know. I just have it written down that kills cops protecting Sid and friend in the car. Yeah. But I also watched this like two weeks ago, so like yeah, stuff's vague. Well, anyway, there's this whole sequence, and he they he pretty much brutally murders the FBI agents, and they force them into oh. kind of a wreck. Right. Yeah, and one of them gets a fucking pipe through his head. Yeah, that's probably the best gore mo- yeah. moment in the movie. Yeah, and the and her friend is like, "Ooh, right in the eye." Yeah, they have to like, <laughs> t- they they're trapped kind of in the back because it's a it's a oh, cop car, yeah. so they have to they get through the the window into the front, but they have to climb over the dead guy and Grossface. Grossface. <laughs> Ghostface, <laughs> who's knocked out at this time. He's in the driver's seat, mm-hmm. and they're pinned. The passenger door's pinned shut, so they can't get out. They have to climb over Ghostface, yeah, because they've like made yeah. their way out of the back seat of the cop car, which they had to, you know, kick the yeah. thing open. And, uh, and so she's got to climb. That part's great. Like, yeah, it's really it's, suspenseful. It is suspenseful. And, like, 
And then she's going to try to like see who it is and like, it just yeah, keeps not... it kind of does the movie and it kind of calls itself out a little bit of doing the movie trope of like, yeah, why don't you just take his mask off or why don't you just, and then when they kind of escape, she's like, I want to, yeah, I want to see who it is. And they're like, no, you don't run back. You yeah. just keep running. And she's like, no. And she wants to go. And then she goes back to the car and Ghostface is gone. Gone. And so she goes, <gasps> and she turns around and looks at her friend. Ghostface pops out, stabs her. Stabs. Her friend is dead. Her friend is dead. Again. Again. She loses all her friends. Yeah. And then I have that Cotton, covered in blood, runs into Gale. Yeah. Now, Cotton just shows up, and he's got blood on him. And he says, oh, it's from Dewey. Like he was Right, he found, he found Dewey, Dewey and tried to save him or yeah. something. But you're like, yeah, right, Cotton. You're and, a creep. Uh, and you got blood on your hands. Wait a minute. Yeah, and then I have... <laughs> this is My notes are all a mess now. <laughs> he runs into Gale. The next thing I have is that Gale tells Lori Metcalf... She knows it's yep. cotton fucking weary. Yeah. So she runs into Lori Metcalf, uh-huh, the reporter. She's out there. Yeah. Because the reporters are running around out there the entire time. Right. And Gail's, you know, obviously in the middle of all this shit happening. Uh-huh. And she's like, It's cotton fucking weary. It's cotton fucking weary. And then, oh, so then how do they, how does she end up in the theater at the, at the production of, it's Cassandra is what they're doing. Like oh, she's okay. playing Cassandra, right? So she's a, uh, but they somehow end up back in the in the on the stage. Yeah, and uh, yeah, Verno's been like strung up on a. He's still strung up. I think he's because the, the yeah the frat boys all strung him up, and I don't even know what they did to him. But yeah, so I guess the implication is that they just left him there. Yeah, I mean, he's not then, strung up like dead. And then, he's like so, tied up. So everybody, like, that's where that big party was happening, right? Mm. And then everybody left and just left him there? Yeah, I guess. And then Sydney comes back to him? Does she, I, don't know how, I don't know how she knows to go there, but... But then, who shows up? Because then they have the whole uh, so, so who can you trust moment. Timothy again. Elephant shows up. Timothy Elephant shows up. <laughs> Old chicken legs. Old chicken leg elephant shows up. And then he begins to, oh, and he. And he's like, he, don't listen to the fat kid from Stand By Me. Listen to chicken legs. Yeah. And Verno's like, don't listen to chicken legs. Listen to fat kid from Stand yeah, By Me. Yeah. Yeah. Because fat kid from Stand By Me is, <laughs> uh, is still tied up there. <laughs> But Timothy Oliphant is saying he's the killer. Yeah, it's the same or thing that happened in he's Scream. He's saying we, we, we're working together. Right. Yeah, like he, we're working together, blah, blah, blah. And then, um, but then, and then, but then Timothy Oliphant kills him. Kills Verno. Yeah. Yeah. Shoots him. Is that right? I think so. Or stab. No, I think shoot, shoots him. I think he shoots him. Yeah. While he's still hanging up on the thing. And then, uh, and then this is the where the reveal happens. Yeah, so you d- you already had the reveal of Timothy Oliphant. Like he comes out and, and says, you know, that he's one of the killers and da 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 to Sydney. Yeah, one of and the killers. Then, yeah, but mm-hmm. he's because he's pretending that um, that fat kid is is the other one. Still pretending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but then once he kills her, him. 
um, then he then the, there's another reveal of who the actual other killer is. Yeah, Ace reporter Lori Metcalf. Boom, boom, and she walks in, and Sydney goes, "Mrs. Mrs. Loomis." <gasps> Which, as we've talked about, the Loomis name has been passed from horror movie to horror movie since Psycho through Halloween, Mm -hmm. now into Scream. And Billy Loomis, Johnny Depp from Scream, (laughs) played Billy Loomis. And this is Billy's mom, who was very upset and uh, jilted over uh, her husband having an affair with Sydney's mom. Because Sydney's mom got around, apparently. That's yeah. how that ended. We heard of Billy was all butthurt about his dad messing Slut up his mowage. Um, and so she obviously still has a bone to pick also. But now also, you know, her son's dead. So, And she's crazy. Yeah. She gets all wild-eyed. Well, and she makes some comment, too, because I think at this point, Gail Weathers is there, too, right? Yeah, isn't yeah? Gail's there somehow. Yeah, Gail's there somehow. So everything's kind of coming to a climax here because they make some sort of comment probably to uh, (laughs) get around the fact like, why wouldn't anybody notice that Billy's mom is running around here the whole time? (laughs) Yeah, no one noticed. Right? I guess. So they made some sort of offhand comment about how she like lost a lot of weight and did something. So she looks a lot different. Even mm. Sydney recognized her right. because, you know, that was her boyfriend's mom. So sure. she, but I think that's why she kind of gave like a Mrs. Loomis. Like, but I think she looked different enough that she like a lot of people didn't recognize her. Like, yeah, it's I kind guess. of made. You know, like the ending of this is very clunky. Like, yeah, there there has to be a lot of explaining by the villains. Yep, which is always. I mean, that was it's a not that right. was not good in the first one even. But at least it was kind of done in a sort of funny way. Yeah. But uh, Lillard's great. Yeah, Lillard it. really makes that yeah. scene, you know, good. Here it's like suddenly it's just they're like, just crazy people. Yeah. And like, and they're just and, explaining everything yeah. that they did and how they did it. And it's just like, you're not crazy people. And they're not very scary. No. Like, that's the other problem yeah. that I have is it's not scary. Yeah. I just kind of have a hard time taking it seriously. Yeah. Guess, at that point. And so, and then, so. But Sid does a great thing, though, in that she starts attacking Laurie Metcalf with the set. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true. And Gail gets shot, and she, like, like shot in the side, and she falls down yeah, in the orchestra, the orchestra pit. pit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah, she starts at. She. She's. Yeah, she knows she's going to get shot, so Sydney starts, yeah. Like hacking away at at ropes and stuff, so things are falling down. Right, and um, I forget how. Yeah, the scene is so kind of weird. I forget even how Timothy Oliphant he gets shot by. I don't remember. Cotton Weary shows up again. Maybe he does it because uh, he does something to kind of redeem himself in everyone's yes. eyes and like yeah. saves the day somehow. I do. I have it written down here. I don't know who Cotton, says it. Cotton kills. Cotton kills Mrs. Loomis. Okay. Um, I have it written she, down here that art is for exorcism, not conjuring. I don't know who says that, but I liked that. Hmm. Yeah, that is good. And that it was using 
because it was using the, uh, you know, they're using, they're trying to use the art to kill people. Yeah. So they're using it for conjuring evil, basically. Yeah. And they're like, that's not what art is for. <laughs> yeah. Scream killers 10 years from then. Yeah. Fucking idiots. Ugh. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't so, mean to bring yeah, that Cotton, up again. Cotton comes in, kills um, Mrs. Loomis, and then, then they find Gail, you know, and she's still alive. Yeah. And then they kind of say that whole thing of like, well, this is the part where, you know, somebody pops up yeah. again. And instead of Mrs. Loomis pops up, Timothy Oliphant in the right. back pops up. And then um, they they shoot him. And then she goes over to to Mrs. Loomis, <laughs> and which is kind of awesome. Uh-huh. Like, she, Sidney just goes and just, just shoots, shoots her, her right in the face, <laughs> yeah. right in the forehead. Just, just making sure. And then she says, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Cotton gets the uh, the final line of the movie. Mm-hmm. Where he gets to say, uh, it'll make a hell of a movie. Yeah. That's the last line. And then there's some awful 90s music over the credits. And you do find out that Dewey is still alive. Dewey's still alive. Thank God. Yeah. Thank God. I mean, I don't... I don't really know how he keeps surviving. I don't know either, but they were running out of people I really like in the movie. So I'm glad he sticks around. Yeah, he's he's still... Isn't he going to be in the new one? Yeah, I think. Yeah. Uh, spoiler alert. Spoiler. Dewey survives till the upcoming fifth installment. Yeah. So. Um, but I assume that in every movie, I can't remember, but he probably gets fucked up in every movie. I'm sure. Yeah, I can't really remember beyond this what happens to anybody. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, the next two, I'm, I've all, I think I've only seen three. and Well, I don't think even think I have saw two more than maybe once or twice. Yeah, I think I've seen three, um, maybe, maybe twice. I've seen it, uh-huh. maybe. That's I think and four. Right. I know. I just saw once. I I may have seen four twice, but I don't even remember. It might have just been in the theater. Once, yeah. So. so it's gonna be fun to revisit those. We're looking forward. So that was yeah. Scream Two. Scream Two. We told you everything about it and how we felt about everything, and uh, you'll see even further how we feel about it soon when we put it in the flick chart. Yep. And. uh Decide, decide from there how good it actually is. Hey Jeff, yeah, you want to uh, you want to take a break and do our top five number twos when we come back? Yes, let's do that. All right. Hi, this is Richard Brooker, Jason from Friday the Thirteenth Part Three, and you're listening to the If We Made It podcast with Jeff and Tucker. And remember, Jason never runs. One, two. Three, four, five. Top five, top five song. I've got to be a top five song. Top five, top five song. I've got to be a top five. Top five, top five song. I've got to be a top five song. Top five, top five song. I've got to be a top five. Welcome back to the If We Made It podcast with Gramps and Tucker. I, of course, am Tucker. And I must be Gramps. And you knew this because you were just listening to us talk about Scream 2. That's right. Which is a number two. But just in case you you forgot which voice is which. (laughs) Number two. (laughs) Yeah. 
So we haven't uh, made very many number two jokes yet. No, we haven't made any actually. Mm. That was the first one. Yeah, number We're two a means light poop on poop jokes. Yeah, let's let's pump up the poop jokes in this next segment. Pump up the poop jokes. So we're going to do our top five part twos, but okay. we have some caveats. We have some exclusions, yes. some exemptions, some, uh, some, some, uh, yes, some, some examples that we don't feel should be included in the list. Yeah, because they're I, too easily. Uh, I thought I picked. thought there was some, especially knowing our taste. There was some, you know, kind of obvious ones and. Some of them were even talked about in the movie. Um, so we were like, well, mm-hmm. I thought, let's exclude, um, let's just make it so that it has to have part two in the title. Yes. Has to have the number two. So in that it. means no aliens, no Empire Strikes Back. And it also has to be a sequel. It can't be Menace to Society. Right. 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 Um, yeah, no Indiana Jones and Temple Doom, which are, would all yeah. probably be on our list. Probably. Um, or close to it. And then I also thought just, uh, let's just get rid of Godfather 2. Uh-huh. Because that's just sort of the known, like, best sequel that there has been. hmm And might as well get rid of T2 as well. Yeah. There's no need to talk about any There's, of those. No, no. So... I have nine on my list, and I'm... I, and, I, and I've got, like, seven, I think. So I think... And, and none of them are in, like, an order. Like, I, I've got one, probably, that would that would probably be my number one. But but as far as the I, other ones, they can kind of be intermixed. So we can just kind of go along and... Yeah, let's just go. We'll see. Maybe there's enough crossover here that they'll whittle themselves down. Yes. Yeah. Because uh, I'm really not sure what to pick. I like... I love all these part twos. I do, too. And, yeah, also not really sure about order. Right. I don't know if this violates the part two It doesn't code. I mean, the the top five code, but... Did we make a code? No. I thought there might be an unwritten code I'm unaware of or something. Oh, just between us? Like... In the world. Subconscious. (laughs) About having top fives. This is our list. We could do whatever we want. That's right. All right. Well, let's do it then. Okay. All right. Uh, Since I have more, I'll start. Okay. Um, I have Troll 2. Oh, yes. The Troll 2 is a great sequel. That is it's a great one. Way better than the I original. I about that one. Um, well. Has nothing to do with the original. Thank God. Uh, it's obviously, I mean, it's the best worst movie. Yeah, the whole uh, documentary about it. Yeah. Um, I did get to see good. this at a screening with best worst movie, uh, in Ohio back when best worst movie was new and, uh, the, uh, director... Of course, is the uh, kid from Troll Two, and I met him there, and I met yeah. the the dentist that's in the movie. That's so yeah, funny. Yeah, like, he's great. Um, anyway, Troll Two is just a classic, classic bad movie. It is, and it's you know, I did. I, I felt like it needed to be on the list. That's a fantastic so. pick. All right, Troll Two. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part Two. It's on mine. Good. I get, think we I get think rid we, of that one. <laughs> I think we did this. Did we do this one? I, I, never I don't know. Remember. If, I don't think we did. But I know we Maybe. watched it together before. Yeah. And boy, so is good. it a fun movie. It's one of my favorites. It really is fun. Yeah. And that whole that whole long scene, the whole driving scene at the beginning. Yeah, the, is just yeah pure insanity, and I it's love it. So cool. It's so, it's so creepy and weird. Yeah. That when he has the body on him and he's like yeah. dancing. Like it's in so, the car next to him, and then it's so great. Yeah, 
but the whole movie like and to to follow up like such a of what the first Texas Chainsaw Massacre and to know that like okay we're not you can't do that again you just can't do that again right and so to to go completely bonkers and, it, and you know a completely different tone yeah and I think it pulls it off. Yeah, I think it's a great sequel because it doesn't try to yeah. replicate the original. And it's kind of one of those love it or hate it movies. Like, a lot of people don't like it because of that. Uh-huh. Um, but also, you know, in the... I think it, I think it also has a lot of fans, too. Yeah. But... Those people are wrong to not like it. That's all. Right. I it's think okay. so. But yeah, that's a great one. That yep. was further up on my list there. Um, I have... This one was a little like I was like I don't I don't really know because it feels like it's so um, of a piece with its counterpart. But I, I picked Kill Bill Volume Two because mm. uh, I do prefer that I, one. I if they're standalone movies, I prefer that one too. I had first. thought about that one, but yeah, I couldn't I couldn't really differentiate the two in my head as much. So yeah, so I kind of so I com- I probably kind of it's, it's cool. probably more of an honorable mention, I guess. But it's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it, it is a good movie. Uh, everybody knows that. I don't, everybody don't knows need to movie. elaborate on Kill Bill Volume Two. Um, yeah. Um, I have a, I have Spider Man Two. Ah, that's a good number two. Yeah, I. It's kind of one of my favorite. It definitely is my favorite Spider Man movie. That's not saying a whole lot. It's not like right. I'm like. <laughs> But um, it is so. It's very Sam Raimi ish, um, which is great because he kind of gets un Sam Raimi ish, especially in the third one. Yeah. Um, but um, as far as a superhero movie is, it's one of my favorites as well. Like I liked it way better yeah. than the first Spider Man, and I like it better than most superhero movies. Yeah. Class of the series, they say. Yeah. So that's a good one. Yeah, that is a good one. I approve that pick. Okay. Good. How about Phantasm 2? Ah, oh, yes. Eh? The, the ball is back. That's a great fucking movie, eh? It is. I love Phantasm Also, too. arguably better than the first one, but I don't know. It's hard to say. I like it more. It's I, th- a, I think it's more entertaining. Yeah. But the, the first one, first ones are always kind of cool mm-hmm. but but i love fan i like i like all the phantasm movies in some way the yeah. last one is a little not my favorite but the uh first four i really yeah. really like all of them yeah they're fun but i think two's the high point of the series for i me. think so um but yeah phantasm 2 definitely uh a great sequel mm-hmm. i agree um another great sequel I don't know how many of these we want to talk about. Are we talking about all of them? Yeah, just yeah. Okay, we can you know. Okay, well then then I'll then I'll go with uh, my other superhero pick. Oh, uh, Superman two. Oh yeah, definitely. It's a great sequel. Yeah, yeah. What do you think? Have you seen the Donner cut? I haven't seen the Donner cut. It's interesting. Yeah, I'd like to check that out sometime. It's an interesting thing to watch because you have to kind of retrofit number one, too. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, Donner had to kind of uh, re-engineer it in order for it to be the way he wanted it. 
because they change things so much. But yeah, it's kind of it's cool. I like it. Yeah. You have to uh, like. Um, it's weird because he uses the spin around the world move at the end of it. Yeah, and I'm like, so is that not supposed to have happened in the first one at all, or, or did it happen it and then he's just doing it again? And I'm like, well, why doesn't he just do that all the time then? Yeah, uh, but you know, that is a problem with the spin around the world technique because yeah. you just go, well, why don't you just? Or with the flash in the uh, Justice League, like he kept doing that, right? Oh, he kept running so fast that he like basically things go backwards so he can fix them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like if you can do that, all bets are off. Like, what's the point? Yeah. Like, you're invincible at that point. That's, I think that's a challenge even with the Superman character just mm-hmm. in general. Like, that's why either – I mean, that's why Kryptonite exists or whatever. But it, yeah, it's I mean, kind it's... of challenging for him because he's just so all-powerful that it's like you really have to get creative to have him have problems. Yeah. You know, and so a lot of it is like, oh, I'm giving up my powers or right. something like that. Some stupid. But part two is is another one of those where it's like, this is kind of better than the first one. Hmm. It's more enjoyable than it's like, but Superman, I mean, it's a great movie and can't really say that, but you kind of can. I, I just watched all these movies yeah. not too long ago. And now that they're fresh. Um, I actually think I like the first one better. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe. I do love the second one. It's yeah. super fun. A lot of the stuff that I think... Action-y. Richard Lester added in is a little goofier than the yeah. stuff Donner was doing. Yeah, I could but, see that. Um, but it's a great, it's a great movie. It's fun. Zod. Yeah, it's hilarious. Zod is great. <laughs> I love those guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, now as far as my list go, I'm down in the uh, at my number five. Then mm. I'll just make this my top five. Those were my runners up. Then oh, okay. I'm going with A Nightmare on Elm Street 2, Freddy's Revenge. That's on my list. Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, this is an awesome movie, yes. first of all. Um, anybody that like doesn't like it is doesn't like it for stupid reasons. It's so great because it's, it's, like a, it's a possession movie. Yeah. And, yeah, it breaks the kind of whatever rules, but the fucking rules of Nightmare on Elm Street are stupid. They're stupid. So... And they don't matter. Fucking break them. Yeah. yeah. Who cares? Plus, like, this is in the service of a, a greater a greater message. Uh, you know, and I love that this movie is so blatantly an allegory for uh, repressed homosexuality. Yes. Um, because growing up, I didn't know. Like, I didn't... You know, it, it didn't seem uh, obvious to me until no. later. Yeah. And then I'm like... How the fuck did anybody miss any of this? Yeah. Because it's so baked in to that yes, movie. Yes. I mean. In like 1985. Yeah. I mean, there's the gay bar. There's, I mean, there's just everything and how yeah. he acts and dances. and Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just the actual stuff that's happening with Freddie, you know, possessing him, coming out of him, all yeah. that stuff. It's all homosexual panic. Yeah. Like, it's really and interesting. How he's. How he's trying to be straight with the, the mm-hmm. love interest. Oh, she's but, my favorite. She's my favorite she's, girl in the whole she's nightmare adorable. series. She's yeah. absolutely adorable. Oh, she's and she's good. she's quite a good actress, Lisa, too. I think her name is. And then, uh, and it's also, like, it's interesting. Like, it's got a lot going on. It does. That, 
a lot of movies don't have yeah. going on of this ilk. It has a lot going on, and it's super entertaining, and it's super funny. Yeah. Like, there's nothing bad about it. Yeah, no, If you don't great. have a good time watching that movie, just fucking kill yourself. You don't know how to have a good time. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that was a little harsh? No. No? Okay. Fucking kill yourselves, you fucking just, idiots. Just kill yourself. Just fucking do it. Just do it. Okay, let me... Now what are you on now? Well, Because you had a few see. couple less than me. Are you already on your three? I have... Yeah, I have three left. Okay, let me do my four then, which you probably also have probably. on your list. Probably. <laughs> you probably. All of your list is probably on all of Yeah, you're just going to finish it off. Well, go ahead with your next one then. Um... Hmm. I would, I probably, I could probably guarantee that you have at least two of mine. Yeah. Gosh, I don't, you could have all of these. Um, Karate Kid Part 2? Holy fuck, I didn't even think of that one. Huh? Wow. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how the fuck did I not think of Karate Kid 2? I don't know. That's crazy. Because I did kind of go down the horror path, and I... I yeah. Spoiler, my next two are horror movies, but, um, yeah, so I had a whole bunch of horror ones, and then wow. I was like, oh, Karate Kid 2. Oh, man. I love Karate Kid 2. I know. Damn. And I know you love it. You love it quite a lot. And I, I yeah. love it a lot, but I think you like it even more than I do. Maybe. Well, yeah, it's such a, uh, when that came out, I mean, I loved the first one so yeah. much, and I was obsessed with it, yep. and when that one was coming out, I was so excited. And then my dad got me those promotional items from it. Mm. And it was like, I felt so special Yeah, that I had these uh, big plastic chopsticks with a string with a fake fly attached. And you could oh, nice. catch it. And they said Karate Kid Part 2 on the side. And uh, and he got me a VHS of it before it was available because his friend owned a video store. And that's how he got the chopsticks and everything. He brought them to me. That's and it great. had like a it had a number on it on the box because it was like special collectors. Oh. Nine, but it had like the property of Columbia TriStar at the bottom of the screen. Cool. And I fucking watched the shit out of that tape. Mm. My little baby brother ruined the box my first day at school after I got it. I was heartbroken. But uh yeah, Karate Kid 2 is so fucking Yeah, good. and it's one of those that, like, that movie did not disappoint. Like, Mm-mm. it wasn't like, oh, it's not quite as good as the first one. I mean, it was, it, like, in tone and everything. Like, yeah. The, like, my my only complaint over the years, I guess, is how they kind of dismissed of Allie's character. Sure. Uh, like, I don't think anybody was a big fan of that. But um, how they, you know, did it in... Okinawa and it was really cool. It's yeah. really good. And the score's great. Yeah. Bill Conti's score is really good. And score did, is so important to those the, movies. The you know, the villain and every like nothing seemed forced. Like it seemed yeah. very real. Like, oh, this is cool because it and it and it got a lot into Miyagi's past and yeah. all that, which was awesome. And mm-hmm. so it was just fucking great. Yeah. And it looked good. Killer ending There was move. all those cool shots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I loved it. And a great uh, theme song. Two. Like a night in shining armor from a long time ago. Yep. God damn. God what damn. a good movie. Okay. What a great pick. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. Look at what I you did. Like, I was like, this has to be on this list. Look at what you did, you little jerk. But I'm... Did anyone pick Home Alone 2? Didn't no, think about I that didn't. either. 
I didn't. I got the Trump disqualification. I would be be shocked if neither of these two were on your list, but... I'm going to say one of them right now. Okay. Friday the 13th Part 2. Yep. Obviously, we were going to pick Friday the 13th Part 2. Yes. It's a Friday the 13th movie. Yes. And it's one of the best. It really is one of the best. It knocks it out of the park. It's got Deliverance Jason in it with his head head sack. sack. Uh, With just one eye hole. Right. Because he just didn't get around to the other one, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he's not all there. Uh, (laughs) True. And and you see Jason face, which is weird. Yeah. Weird. When he comes to the... This is before... Yeah, this is pre-zombie Jason, so... Mm -hmm. It's just redneck deliverance Jason. Yeah, but it's fucked up. Wrong turn Jason. Yeah. Yeah. But he's also kind of deformed. Yeah. Because, you know, he was a deformed kid, so... Yeah. Hydrocephalus, you know. Yeah. Hydrocephalus. Hydrocephalic head. Hmm. What does that mean? I think it's you have water in your head. Oh. But apparently that's what was wrong with him. So big and mm. misshapen. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like something there to do with some, a phallus, though. There is some funny things about this movie. Hells yeah, there is. I mean, not only just funny because it's... But but as far as the story, because what well what's cool is this is the first one with Jason as yeah. the killer. Um, you know the first one was his mother, but there are there are some leaps it takes. Like he somehow he somehow tracks down. Are you hearing something? There's a weird buzz. Yeah, there is a little buzz, isn't is. it? It's probably going to be. Hopefully, you the, guys can't hear that. It's probably going to be on the whole recording. Nope. But well, whatever. You're this far. I don't know what I'm doing. This is our first time recording in the studio. And uh, hopefully, it sounds better than when we just recorded it on the iPhone. Yeah. But it could just be worse. And next time, we might be right back on the iPhone because I don't know that this will work out <laughs> like normally. We but... get in the studio, it just sounds like shit. <laughs> yeah. But I'm obviously doing something to make there be a buzz, mm. and I don't know how to get rid of it. And the board's way over there. So well, we're just going to live with it. Whatever. Anyway, sorry to interrupt you. Friday but no, so too. somehow Jason tracks down, um, what's her face from the first one? Alice. Mm, yeah. Um, to her apartment, which we don't even know where that's at. It's in a town somewhere. S- near Crystal Lake? I don't know. Does he drive there? Well, he might have, uh, he might have taken the steamship upriver from the lake. Oh, the steamship. That he takes to... Manhattan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There, There is lots of different ways. I mean, clearly Camp Crystal Lake is just a hub to America. I like it. Think better. Maybe you took Amtrak or something. Mm, yeah. Put on a hat. Yeah. And then he He's got a little nap on the train. He calls her, right? Does he call her? But it doesn't say anything. Hmm. Or does he? Just crank calls her. I think. Because doesn't she answer the phone? I can't remember. I would have to watch that again. But anyway, so he kills her. Yeah, puts an ice pick in her head. Yeah. And and, that's... and he brings his mom's head he... and Ow. puts it in her Clint... refrigerator, right? Yes. He's got to keep it fresh. It's just been through a trip. I mean, yeah, this is the, the very beginning of him. I mean, this is the very beginning of Jason. And he's already yeah. doing stuff like that. Yeah. He's a trickster. He is <laughs> a playful guy. <laughs> I mean, and if you think about him, you know, throughout the movies of all of the sculptures that he makes of dead people and yeah. how he how he gets them to fall at certain points. I mean, he is not a dummy. No. 
They make I'm him no like dummy. He, yeah, they make. He's him. been going to this school for seven years. <laughs> this high school for seven years. He's no dummy. He's no dummy. But man, this exists in the perfect age of horror movies with yeah. maybe the you know the perfect time when girls in horror movies just looked the best. Yeah. They were all natural girls. Everything about it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> this is also the beginning of the hot streak. Like, I think two through five is the yeah. the pinnacle of Friday Absolutely. the 13th Absolutely. movies. Early early to mid-80s. Yeah. Yeah. I only have one left now. Oh. I bet I know what it is. I'm sure you do. So you have two left? So you just go ahead. Let and... me see. I gotta figure out how to sign us into that. Tell, I have three t- left. Oh, you have three left. So, I think this next one's probably going to be on your list. Oh, uh, oh, but it's your number three. I mean, yeah, if we're going in an oh, order, wow. but they're kind of all just kind of okay. out there. Um, Evil Dead Two. Yep, that was my number one. Your numero uno. Now mm. I'm now I'm done. Might as well be my numero uno too. Well, you could, but, uh, but you had a couple others that you liked even better. Well, I don't know if it's even better. Like I said, I had a hard time it's with all the order. Arbitrary. Yeah. Uh, Evil Dead Two, of course, this is your second Sam Raimi on your list. Yeah, that's interesting. That's I'll, cool. I love Sam um, Raimi. I've, Evil Dead Two is another one I like. You know, better than the original. Yep. Um, it's almost a remake. Yeah, I mean, it kind of is because it's taking the same character Ash and. It, Pretending that the first one didn't exist, pretty much. Like, he just starts over. He yeah. He does it again. But it's different. It's funnier. Yeah. Slapstickier. He kind of takes what made the first one yeah. so appealing to people and sort of doubles down on the on the goofy, funny stuff. But, yeah. but still. And it's just a joy. It is a joy. So good. Yeah. Um, My other two are... Uh, I think the criminally underrated Psycho 2. Um, I had thought about that one, and I knew that you... Because I remember we watched this one at the firehouse when we had... Because yeah. I think we did a number two fest. Uh-huh. We did. Yeah, I think that was fest, one of them. Yeah. We did Friday the 13th also. Yeah. And, uh, aliens. Yeah, we did that we did day. Aliens. Yeah. Um, but Psycho 2, Richard Franklin's sequel from 1983. And uh, I think it's got some really scary stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I think it does such a good job with the, with, uh, cause you can't like, what are you going to do? Like, it sounds crazy to do a, to even do a sequel, a to sequel it. to a yeah. Hitchcock classic 23 yeah. years later. That is crazy. And yet somehow, like I remember as a kid too, thinking that movie was fucking terrifying. Yeah. Um, and it, it still is. is it's got a lot of like really creepy moments in it. Yeah. Um, my other one, and this is, it's probably my number one, but again, this movie does not have a two in it in America. Okay. Uh, because it's just the subtitle. But uh, Mad Max 2, The Road Warrior. I, yes. Fuck. And I saw that. I saw that on some lists, and I thought the same thing where yeah. I was like, so I, wasn't... I didn't even know it was Mad Max 2. Yeah. And I was like, uh. But. But yeah, no, I I do love this movie too. I mean, it's my favorite of the Mad Max movies. Yeah, and uh, it's and I love the Mad Max movies. Yeah, it's hard they to even great. like that. And uh, Fury Road are my favorites. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
man, Mad Max 2 is just super awesome and fun from start to finish. It absolutely is. So that would be probably, you know, if it, if it counts. It counts. Probably my number one. Probably should have just eliminated it uh, because, like, find technicalities to dump some of these since I had a top nine, really. Yeah. But No, uh, it's good. It's good to talk about them. Yeah. Part twos are great. Yeah. I don't know what Randy's talking about. There's a lot of them. A lot of great sequels. There's a lot of great sequels. All right. Well, let's take a quick break here and we'll come back and watch it. Uh, talk about what else we've been watching on mm. What You've Been Watching. Well, what you've been watching, what did you see? What you've been watching, did you watch it for free? Well, what you've been watching, will you watch it with me? Welcome back. Uh, love it. Thanks, thank you. Thanks, Tom. Thomas Paul for those uh, theme songs for our segments. And thanks to Eli Osmond, of course, for the theme song at the top and the, and the If We Made It theme. Um, yeah. So, mm-hmm. Tucker. Yeah, Jeff. What you been watching? I'm glad you asked, Jeff. I uh, watched Demolition Man with you last night. Mm-hmm. With you and Mark. That we was, did. We watched that. That was super fun. It was fun. It's such a stupid movie. It's so dumb. And yet... So endearing. It's it's endearing. It gets a lot right about the future in an odd way. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot wrong, but a lot right. Yeah. Uh, it's... My biggest takeaway was... I couldn't believe that movie was made for adults. <laughs> yeah. It's an R-rated film that feels like... An early 90s cartoon show. Yeah, it is very cartoony. It is so weird. Yeah. It's so dopey. Sylvester Stallone, Wesley Snipes, 1993. Of yeah. course, uh, it's a futuristic... It's a future... <laughs> yeah. It starts in the future of 1996. Yeah. And, uh, and then moves forward to like in the 2030s or something. Yeah. And uh, it's Not like... Not far away. No, it's coming. It's coming. But yeah, they're, they're cryogenically frozen. And then, uh, and then there's like, which is a weird prison sentence yeah, just to freeze somebody for a while and then thaw them out later for, well, apparently they're doing, you know, they're, they're giving them things in their subconscious while they're frozen to yeah. rehabilitate them because we learned that Stallone knits now. Part of his rehabilitation program. And Sandra Bullock is, is just pleased by that. It's true. And she of course is obsessed with. 20th century yeah pop culture i guess yeah anything 90s specifically but yes. early 90s because this movie's made in 93 <laughs> specifically yeah and uh and yeah specifically anything made by warner brothers <laughs> but she uh yeah her, her apartment looks like a souvenir shop but uh, like cursing and everything has been outlawed mm. so you can't do anything so she's trying to get some lingo going and uh she is always getting it wrong, but of course our favorite is like let's let's lick their ass or whatever, and we were saying that all yeah. night. Stallone, kick their ass. Yeah, because we were saying stuff like, "Come on, boy, come outside, and lick your ass right in front of your girlfriend." <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Uh, anyway, lick your ass is really uh, fun. Yeah, um, I've watched a lot of stuff, so I'm not going to talk about a lot, uh, a bunch of it, but. Um, I did want to talk about the reenactment. 
directed by Andrew Ford and um, co-written and co-produced by our uh, our very own Eli Osman, who Ooh. I just thanked for doing those theme songs at the top. Um, this is a, a super fun um, low-budget horror movie with uh, a special appearance from Tony Todd, Candyman himself. I got to see this at a, a film festival on uh, uh, online um, screenings. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was so happy because um, there were so many things in it where I just felt like I've seen a lot of low-budget horror movies, but I've never seen one that felt like it's specifically came from Eli and Andrew. And that was just so much fun for me. And uh, there's some some cool gore effects in it. Um, Super entertaining. Eli's really funny in it. Awesome. Yeah, he really made me laugh. And his dad made me laugh, of course. Nice. Uh, When I saw Brett, I was like, oh, my God. He's really done it. Um, (laughs) Anyway, if I don't know what the plan is with the reenactment, if it's... I mean, I know the plan's probably to get it out there. Uh, I don't know when that will be or through what means, but keep an eye on it. Uh, keep an eye out for it. The reenactment. Uh, you know, it comes tangentially from the uh, If We Made It family. Yeah. So Super awesome. Yeah. I've never, you know, I don't, I don't have a lot of friends that have completed a feature and gotten it out there. So. That's true. Congratulations, guys. Absolutely. I super enjoyed it. You've done it. You did it! I enjoyed it more than I enjoyed F9, the Fast Saga, but I did really enjoy F9, the Fast Saga. It might be my favorite one of the series because it leans so hard into the ridiculousness of it and even has the characters having a conversation about how they they can't be normal people. They're not normal people, and they might be invincible, uh, which is pretty hilarious uh, conversation. I've grown to love uh, Tyrese's character uh, over the years, probably the best, because he bitches the most about everything they have to do, and he always gets forced to do the most insane shit because of it. Um, so I really like that. And uh, they finally they make it to space. So, I mean... What's not to love, I mean, come right? on. Come on. Cars in space? And, you know, just the... Uh, you know, bringing... Everyone back all the, I, I don't understand. I just watched this franchise for the first time. Um, yeah. I'd seen the first few. Well, I'd seen the first five, I guess, before. But I just stopped watching them because you know yeah, it I, was. I don't. I don't follow them. Yeah, it wasn't really my bag. Yeah, me uh, neither. But I felt like five when I saw it. Even I was like, ah, they got it right. This is hilarious and fun. And uh, and then I just stopped for some reason. But they kept getting, you know, for the most part, just better and better. Mm-hmm. As they got more and more ridiculous, but it starts out as like a, a crime. Uh, it's a street racing criminal organization type uh, movie, yeah. small action movie, which was fine. And then uh, somehow it, it turns into like this international spy thriller franchise. Yeah, that's like the dopiest shit ever. But it's so fun. And uh, and the the chronology of all the movies is so out of whack, and like uh, uh, Justin Lin, who came on to direct part three, uh, had directed Better Luck Tomorrow. It was his first movie that had that character Han in it, who mm-hmm. he then transplanted to the fra- the Fast and Furious franchise. 
So there's, there's a whole universe. Yeah. So ultimately, there's eleven of these movies. Um, yeah. If you count Better Luck Tomorrow and the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. Oh yeah. So there's eleven of them now, and uh, I don't know if they keep doing it like they're doing it. I suppose there's still uh, still a few left in them until they start getting tediously True. stupid. But I really liked it, and, and you know, they keep making Marvel movies. And those became tediously stupid all the time. Yeah. Um, as long as people watch them, I mean, it is kind of no different than the Marvel universe. Yeah, they're just superheroes. I mean. Pretty much, right? I like them way better than the superhero movies. Though. Yeah, because they're not... They're about family. They're not presenting themselves like they're superheroes, but they are. Right. Right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's what's kind of funny about it. It's amazing. I should get into them. You should. They're really fun. And I watched Paul Schrader's new movie, The Card Counter, with uh, mm. Oscar Isaac. Um, oh, yeah. Ty Sheridan, Tiffany Haddish, and Willem Dafoe. And... Good? I kind of love it. Cool. It's really good. Of course, yeah. Paul Schrader's coming off First Reformed, which I fucking loved um, mm. with Ethan Hawke. And this one's, um, yeah, it's about a guy who, you know, travels around and plays cards, but it's not really about that at all. It's, he's, uh, you learn about his past and that he was a, uh, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it has, uh, he's a character that is, uh, Affected by the the torture um, torture policies of our country <laughs> in ways that are interesting and oh, uh, interesting. it takes on a it's not a card movie is what I'm saying to people. Okay. It sounds like it's about cards. It's not like rounders. He's or something. just the card counter that happens to yeah. And this uh, he does, he's involved in other stuff. Yeah, and he gets mm-hmm. involved with this kid Ty Sheridan, who's he knew his father. And uh, he's looking for some some revenge for his father, and that kind of propels the story forward. But um, I highly recommend The Card Counter. And uh, I'll just say I don't recommend Coneheads, and I'll leave it at that. And <laughs> what? <Coneheads. laughs> I've been watching Chris Farley movies. Oh, okay, yeah. Coneheads is not Ooh, no. not good. No. In fact, it's off-putting. It's Ugh. kind of disgusting, and it's uh, like I. Oh, it's just kind of gross to me. Like yeah. everything they do is just gross, but not in a funny way. No, like, I don't like that movie at all. I don't, yeah, I don't. I can't imagine. I think I watched it when it was yeah. newish and it was awful. So if we're keeping track here, I say do Demolition Man, do F Nine, do the Card Counter, don't do Coneheads. If those are the four movies in front of you. Yeah. Don't do Coneheads. Okay. That should be easy enough. Yeah. And uh, what have you been watching? I only have one other movie that I watched besides Demolition Man. Mm. And that's uh, Malignant. Oh. James Wan's Malignant. I have not seen this yet. It's on HBO Max. It got released. supposed to be in theaters, I think. I don't know if it did get released in theaters I think so. I think it's playing. Simultaneously. Yeah. Which is what everything is doing these days. Just about. Which is all right with me. Because I would probably never go to the... I don't know if I'd Dude, watch this in the theater. I get... Like, I love going to the theater, but I've gotten so excited at when I see something like Same Day on HBO Max. I know. Like, oh, fucking A. Yeah. Um, it is... Um, you know, James Wan... 
I think he did it. Did he do a Fast and the Furious movie? Yes. Yeah. He did. And he's done The Conjuring, which I like. Uh, he did Saw, hmm. which, yeah, is eh, but it has some relevance, I guess. I mean, it kicked off a whole movement in horror, which mm. a lot of people don't like, but I found I found value in it in its um its place in the culture at the time. Sure, the torture if not porn. specifically the Saw movies, but yeah, hostile. Uh, yeah, hostile I mean, those were addressing that. what was our kind of uh, aggressive xenophobia and mm-hmm. torture policies and uh, things like that. You know, horror movies reflect. The society there that produces them yeah. most of the time, and that's just kind of how yeah. it was. But *Malignant*, um, it was entertaining enough. Uh, it has some kind of annoying things to me about mm. some modern horror movies. Like, mm, I, I, I don't want to like spoil anything. Well, just just the way it, some things look. Yeah. You know, and... Like digital stuff? Yeah, kind of. Or even just the slickness of the... Yeah, and just... Yeah. It looks just a little... Like, it's not my favorite kind of look. Sure. Uh, But it's not bad, and it is kind of fun. And then once you find out sort of what's actually going on, it's kind of... It's kind of almost goofy in a fun way. Mm -hmm. Like, it's sort of like... Okay, they're just kind of going for this, and um, so it has kind of a. It's kind of it's kind of fun. Like it has kind of a fun, goofy goofiness to it. Cool. Um, oh, well, for me anyway. Yeah. Like maybe he was trying to be really scary, but it kind of it kind of was as goofy. But I appreciated that. Like I was like, oh, okay, yeah. let's just. Let's just do that, you know, like, like nice. it's just kind of funny. So it's worth watching just to, for entertainment, but it's, it's no, it's no, like. It's on my list. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think you will, you will enjoy it, but you know, don't, don't be expecting something like, yeah, like it's, it's not good. Like conjuring, like conjuring, I think is actually, you know, pretty good movie. Yeah. Did you watch the third one of those? Yeah. Yeah. That one was kind of... Eh. Yeah. Yeah. The I, first two I enjoyed a lot. That one I didn't... Yeah, I like much. those movies, and I think they, like, are genuinely creepy, but he relies really heavily on jump scares a lot. Yes. And that bugs the shit out of me. Yeah, and and this movie feels like that to some degree yeah. of just they that do. kind of... Insidious, too. And like, yeah, he did Insidious. You know, and yeah. they're okay, you know. He has that kind of style, I guess, that's yeah. not not my favorite yeah it's not my favorite either but i think he's i think he's a quality filmmaker so Uh he can get away with it a little bit but it's like yeah it starts and you you when it starts going you're like oh yeah it's this kind of thing well cool i'm gonna check it out yeah it's fun because i like those things yeah even when they're not great i kind of like to watch them i like to i like to stay up on what's going on in horror horror There's some stuff going on in horror. Yeah. There always some is. good stuff. What's, I mean, the stuff that I like that's going on in horror, which is probably a reflection of maybe some of the times we've been going through, is these more kind of, um, even though sometimes they're depressing to watch, mm-hmm. but these kind of um, 
with Hereditary yeah. and that kind of horror movie that's very... Big into the Ari Aster. Yeah. I like him a lot. Yeah. And there's some other movies that have come out like... A these like, A24 um, horror movies. Yes, yes. They are putting out great shit. Uh, the Dark and the Wicked, I think was it... Is that what it was called? The Dark and the Wicked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that so. That one was... That I like the Robert Eggers movies. Uh, which one was that? Witch and the Lighthouse. Yes. Love those. Yeah, the Lighthouse is kind of genre bending. Like it's Yeah. It is definitely horrific, but it's not like a horror movie. Have you seen se. that trailer for that movie Lamb? No. That movie looks fucking sweet too. Nice. Those guys are good as I don't know. It's weird to have like a studio. Where you're yeah. like, see their logo and you're like, ooh. Yeah. Because it it's a studio. Right. But, you know, you'd think more studios would build their brand that way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's like I, I I trust the label. Even though, you know, I'm sure there's they put out stuff that I don't care for as yeah, much. Yeah, it's, it's like sub pop back in the day. Yeah. But it definitely makes me like, you know, makes prick up my ears and be like, mm-hmm. what's this? What's this new A24 release? It's going to be good. Yeah, St. Maud is another yeah. kind of like that one newer one that. That are really like play. I guess they're not really playing around with the genre, but it's just very emotional. Yeah. Um, dark, really dark. Very dark. Yeah. Shit. Relic, the relic. Uh, oh that yes. That was fucking good. Um, um. Oh. Yeah, they're not like typical like fun yeah. horror movies. They're not yeah. like slashers or Hunter Hunter ghost stories. Oh the. Was it Hunter Hunter? Is that, that what it was it's called? called? Yeah, I like that one too. Yeah, that one seemed to be kind of uh, reverse engineered to that payoff, but I <laughs> enjoyed it True. so much though. True. <laughs> that was yeah. pretty great. Yeah, it was good. Uh, really disturbing <laughs> payoff. Oh yeah, so gross. Um, but yeah, lots of good stuff happening in horror. Not yeah. like the early '90s before Scream saved everything. But yeah. Um, anywho, all right. Well, let's take a quick break, come back, put Scream 2 in the flick chart, see how it stacks up against every other movie we've ever watched. Let's do that. All right. Be right back. All right, welcome back to If We Made It Podcast with Grams and Tucker. Let's put Scream 2 in the flick chart and see what happens. Let's do it. All right, we got Scream 2 versus Cat's Eye. Cat's Eye, the anthology Stephen King film featuring Drew Barrymore of Scream fame Mm -hmm. uh, and James Mm. Woods. (laughs) Of vampires fame. Of vampires. John Carpenter's vampires. Please see Chew Bubblegum and Kick-Ass wherever podcasts are available for yep. our John Carpenter's Vampires episode. Um, this is kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Cat's Eye is not great. No. It's, uh, but I do like the James Woods segment the best. Yeah. I remember that one a lot. Uh, but yeah. Scream 2 is not great exactly either. great either. Um, Almost... I almost want to go cat's eye, hmm. 
just because I like it aesthetically more. I like movies from 1985 more than I like them yeah, from 1997 I just, visually and totally. I remember having a good time. It's just, it seems like it's sort of... Uh, yeah, it just kind of disappeared kinda, yeah, in my mind. So, except the James Woods segment. Yeah. I could go Scream too. I remember it. Well, that's because we just watched it. Is that's it going to go from our mind too? Probably. I don't know. I feel like I've seen it a few times now. I can kind of... Yeah, remember it better. Well, and I sort of, I sort of like it better than I used to. Yeah. So that makes me want to put it a little bit higher. Well, let's go Scream I'm... Two then. Scream okay. Two wins the first round. Oh shit! Scream Two versus Scream. Scream. Scream wins that one, obviously. Scream Two versus the Beastmaster. The Beastmaster. It's got to be it's, the Beastmaster. Beastmaster is awesome. Yeah. Scream 2 is just kind of fun. Yeah. Okay, Scream 2 versus Bad Milo. I go oh, Bad Milo. yeah, Bad Milo was super fun. That was great. Yeah. Scream 2 versus Freddy Got Fingered, maybe the greatest movie ever made. Freddy Got Fingered. Obviously. I mean. <laughs> Scream 2 versus Revenge of the Sith. Star Wars Episode oh, 3. Boy. Home of the famous no, oh, and um, plenty of other garbage. Uh, yeah, lots of. On the other hand, lots of class. Grievous, <laughs> class grievous. of the prequels, oh. I would say, but still oh, true. Still not great, but also it's up against Scream Two. Like they're almost on equal footing here. Kind of, yeah. I feel like I mean. So, Anything that's good about the Star Wars prequels is packed into this one, though. So, I mean, if any of the prequels were going to be better than Scream 2, it would be this yes. one. It's definitely better. Yeah, it's better than the other ones. Um, and I think it's got some a few pretty great scenes in it. Yeah. And it is Star Wars. <sighs> it's just... The, so the prequels have one. just have just aged so horribly. Yeah, like I'm... as like every year that go that you get separated from it, it yeah. they just get worse and worse and worse. It's true. Like I was I was genuinely excited about them. <clears throat> yeah, me too. When they came out, Super and even exciting. even with their flaws and everything, I was just so excited to get more story. Mm-hmm. That um, yeah, I enjoyed them. That I I did I just refused to care. You know about a lot of the shitty stuff but then as it as it just year after year as it just goes along it's just like oh i'm thinking about yeah general grievous like wheezing Ugh. wheezing cartoon i hate general grievous yeah it sucks it's stupid it's a bad character he looks dumb a, he sounds dumb all your cgi characters are dumb <sighs> there's no cgi characters in scream 2 <laughs> no but it, yeah, I don't, I don't, why is this so hard? I don't know because they're both kind of middling, yeah, type of movies. Yeah, um, I, I guess I guess I could go Sith. I probably would go Sith just, just based on like I've revisited it more. Even, yeah, you know, and it just has Star Warsy stuff in it. All right, we like. We'll go with Revenge of the Sith. Okay. Scream Two versus The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Hmm. Baron Munchausen. Yeah, it was great. It was I really fun. Loving that. One. Yeah, let's go with that. Okay, it's been a while. It has. Scream Two versus Ooh, another two I'd forgotten about. Creed Two. Oh yeah, Creed Two. 
yeah, for Creed me. Two I mean, that's good. a no-brainer for me. Yeah, those ones were those are good movies. Those are All actual right. good movies. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck is this movie? Okay, we got a uh, Scream Two versus Colossal. Oh, Colossal was that the one with um Anne Hathaway? Yes, and, and Sudeikis. So, yeah. Someone controls like a big kaiju monster or yeah, some shit. Yeah, it was. That re- was pretty awesome. I thought it was really interesting. All right, I think I'd go with that. I think it so makes too. Makes you want to watch that again. Yeah, I forgot about that movie. Mm-hmm. All right, Scream Two lands at number two thirty six on our flick chart, right after Colossal, right in front of Cat's Eye. Okay. Which is right in front of Sleepwalkers, which I don't know if I agree with that. Sleepwalkers was fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, true. I guess we'll see. Maybe it'll move up in the great reordering we're, we'll do someday. Oh, God. You know what we didn't talk about? We started watching um, last oh, the night. New Robo- the, the newer, newer The seven-year-old RoboCop uh, 2014. And uh, we didn't finish it, at though. one point, there was this guy. And he had no arms and no legs. <laughs> yeah. It was just <laughs> Never mind. Head. I shouldn't be mean. Oh, yeah. I called him a tube of shit. <laughs> like, lost all his limbs and he got real fat and he's laying there. <laughs> you can't make a Robocop out of that tube of shit. Oh, oh man. I laughed really hard at that and How should that, not share it publicly. That part but... where they took off his armor and it's just his head and his fucking lungs and one hand. Yeah, that was pretty. That's all that's left of him. Pretty intense. Head, lungs, and one hand. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. He just wanted to die. But it didn't seem to be as good as the first. But we didn't finish it. Maybe we'll talk about it more. If yeah, I mean, we really it. turned it off right when things were starting to happen. That's true. We had to talk about stuff. Hey, good news. Got Mom's Review in. Hey. All right. Let's take a break and come back and listen to Mom's Review. Hi, Tucker. This is Mom. And I watched Screen, Scream 2. Sorry. Hi, Jeff. And um, I have to tell you, this movie had me at hello when uh, they were, um, when they were going to the movie and up on the billboard was the movie Stab. I thought that was really funny. And then I thought it was really funny when she said, uh, it's about some dumbass white girls getting their dumb white asses cut the fuck up. I thought that was so great. <laughs> Uh-oh, I said fuck. You better cut that out. Anyway, um, anyway, and then the other thing I really liked was the name of the sorority, uh, Omega Beta Zeta. I thought that was hilarious. Uh, I used to hate to go and stay with mom and dad at that sorority Kappa Delta because one night I was in the guest room in the middle of the night, I was woke up by this boys fraternity choir singing something about Satan outside the the window, and it scared me so bad. And I 
told mom about the next day. And of course she said I was dreaming and I, um, imagining things like usual, like she always has told me, but anyway, so much for that. But, um, I really thought it was, um, uh, very suspenseful. And I found myself saying, no, you know, out loud and, and I love Dewey and he reminds me of a really nice dorky guy that I might date myself. And I really thought it was Cotton or Derek. And I have to tell you, Cotton was my favorite character, but I love that guy. And, um, I really enjoyed it all the way to the very end. And I was surprised who the killer was. And um, anyway, I guess I give it a thumbs up, which I liked it way better than the first one. And then, um, yeah, I guess that's it. It was very suspenseful, very good, very scary, very bloody, um, horrifying. But anyway, um, so my other favorite old movie star is Jack Nicholson. I love Jack Nicholson. I miss him very much. Uh, I guess I like the bad boys. Um, anyway, that's my thing. And I hope it's okay. You better erase that, uh, word time love you both bye thanks mom thank you so much oh that was awesome mom mom liked it better than the first that's interesting i love it when we get the review while we're doing it so we can actually comment on it i wonder i wonder what about it that made because she was she wasn't a big fan of the first one i don't know not huge maybe maybe she just you know now that she knows what she's getting into maybe she yeah she liked it yeah um all right, so that about does it for the If We Made a Podcast for this week. That was uh, fun. I just As burnt. always. That's a good one. Yeah, that was really fun. Next week, of course, we'll be watching Scream 3 and yep. doing our top five somethings. Oh, yeah. Mom will tell us what she thinks of it. Maybe she'll like it even better than two. Maybe. Or maybe she'll like it worse. Who knows what she's going to do. I remember thinking that it was better than part two. Part so did three. I. I remember liking it better. I, Will I, uh, and what? Parker Posey's in it. So oh, that's damn! Something, that's right? right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's a lot. That means that a goes lot. A, it goes a long way. It for sure me. does. Um, especially when running out of people I like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Matthew Lillard, I guess, was the one I liked, and Dewey. But Dewey's Dewey still keeps around. coming back. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So we'll we'll be doing that. Um. Hopefully. Hopefully mom will like it. I was going to say something and I brain froze. So I'm like trying to stall to get it back in my oh. brain. But I can't remember. Hey, so. did we did we sign off with Burt Reynolds' laugh last time? We sure did. Oh, okay. We sure did. I don't remember getting around to it. But I guess we just said it. Did you just say it? I just said it. Hmm. 
Oh, but we didn't we didn't get around to it like we used to. You commented on that, like, oh, we used to do it. Like, yeah, we'll try to get to it. That's right. Okay, naturally. So we can try that again. Um, thank you to Eli Osman once again for his theme songs and Thomas Paul for thank his you. theme songs. Go Thanks, to Eli. Thanks, Thomas Tom. Paul Music dot com, I believe. Uh, he's Thomas on, Paul he's Music. On Spotify too. It's on Spotify. He gives music lessons if you're in the Boise area and you want to find someone who's knowledgeable about music and also uh very good with children he teaches my daughter how to play ukulele and he's very good with them knows how to get them to do shit i don't know how he does it uh so thomas paul music definitely check him out and he's a great musician and his music's awesome so check that out and then uh eli of course got the reenactment coming out at some point hopefully soon um if you see it at a festival or anything like that give it a shot um uh, that's uh, Eli Osmond and Andrew Ford's movie we talked about earlier. Um, what else we got? Uh, Do you have other oh, other podcasts? Yeah, to plug? listen to Chew Bubblegum and Kick Ass, of course, on Eavesdrop Podcast Network. You can get it anywhere: Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. Chew Bubblegum and Kick Ass, a no longer strictly John Carpenter themed podcast, but we dig you all of John Carpenter's and now we're doing some other stuff. Um, We're going to do a a series of uh, cool little mini series, basically of different sub genres and battle it out for supremacy. So that's a fun podcast. And then look out for hers and hers and his, a threes company podcast with me and um, my wife Jinx, and my wife Jinx, and our friend Matteo Martinez, um, and that one should be releasing soon. It's probably out by the time this is out, honestly. Uh, so uh, check it out. Um, you have anything we need to to plug for to me? Plug? No, I don't do anything. This is it. it feels like this is it in my so life. Much. So much more I can do. You can always uh, check out Stinker Madness, our friend's podcast, Stinker Madness. I'm sometimes on there. Look, um, keep, keep your eyes out for a band called Burt Nachos. Burt Nachos, the Burt Nachos tribute. And there might also be Burt Nacho, or I think I'm going to call it Burt's Nachos, a Burt Nachos podcast. Uh, we'll probably be starting soon, which should be a lot of fun. Anyway... And yeah, go to uh, Burt Nachos on GarageBand. GarageBand, not GarageBand. Fucking, what is it called? Bandcamp. Bandcamp, get there. You can get the album or you can listen to it on Spotify and Apple Music, all that shit. Burt Nachos, a Burt Nachos tribute. It's probably the greatest single album ever released. So uh, check that out. Um, I think that's all I've got to say. Okay. I think. I think so. All right. Well. I guess I guess we're to that point now. I guess we are. I don't know how to how to get to it. I don't know how we especially because we. I made it all awkward by talking about it already. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Um, I mean, I'd like to end the podcast because it's long. We've been doing this for like two hours or something. Yeah, everybody's just ready for it. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's just, they're just ready for to hear Burt Reynolds laugh. If we made it, we'll be there by now. Movies and such and things. With Gramson Tucker.